Morning, see. Oh, I do hope the car's all right. You know you do worry about these things. I watch this dodgy bloke going up and down. I'm thinking, there's the biggest police station in the whole of London sitting there, and there's police cars outside it. Not a copper anywhere. Not a copper anywhere. And I'm thinking, oh, God. So I went in there, and there was some bloke, I don't know, doing a crossword or something, and so I, I sort of stood there for a couple of minutes, and I thought, no, oh, I haven't got time to, to do this. And they obviously only had the one policeman working in it. So I, I came out again. This bloke's walking around, trying car doors. Could have been a copper, actually, if I thought about it properly. Anyway, it's nice to have a company. I trust you are well this morning. Trust your weekend went well. Good news, wasn't it? We finally got rid of that revolting piece of work out of the Big Brother house. In fact, we were quite lucky. We got rid of two pieces of work out of the Big Brother house. Uh, we, we, we got rid of Mutcher, uh, short for Mutcher, and uh, she's told various papers why she's quit the Big Brother house. It's because you're a drip and a loser. That's why you quit the Big Brother house. Uh, she says they, they can keep the cash. Which is rather strange, because in, the, in one of the other papers she said, I'm thinking of suing them because I was bullied in there. Oh, God in heaven. What's the matter with people nowadays? It's just ridiculous. I was bullied. Give me money. How, how money solves the problem, I've got no idea. She says, I feared cracking up. No, you feared the fact that you had no personality and no talent, and you were wasting everybody's time in there. I couldn't care less who wins now. Couldn't care less if it's some midget from America who rides about on a scooter, who's very funny. Uh, or I couldn't care less if it was Coolio. I couldn't care less, actually, as long as it's not Ulrika Johnson. I'd be quite happy if it's not Ulrika Johnson in the whole thing. Uh, I was trying to remember as well, when I came in this morning, I was greeted by the horrendous picture of Jade Goody on the front of the News of the World, minus hair, so we're still selling the stories. And I thought... I can't remember. Is it, is it Max Clifford who's looking after Jade Goody? If it is, he's doing a brilliant job. Brilliant job. Um, and uh, so they've got a picture here. She's opened her heart about survival, marriage and losing a hair. But I thought we had this last week, the week before, the week before. The... Nothing new here. Absolutely nothing new at all. Uh, except she's talking about uh, Jack Tweed coming out of prison. Uh, and also, she says, people say I'm doing this for the money, and they're right. It's my son's future if I'm not here. What about their father? I thought the father is supposed to do things like that, because presumably that's who they'll be living with if the ultimate happens. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a rather naff interview, to be honest with you. It really is naff, because I've, I've seen this a million times. You know, we cry, we smile, we cry, we laugh. We go on holiday, we cry, we smile, we laugh, we cry, we, go on, we sell stories. And that's all we do now with this, and I'm just bored witless with it. Bored witless, and there's pages and pages and pages. She says, I will marry Jack. Well, according to the Daily Star, he's not remotely interested. <laughs> Let's face it, he cheated on her twice when she had hair. Now she hasn't got any hair. You think he's going to find her remotely attractive? I don't know. Do you think he seriously is interested? She said here, which I thought was a rather funny thing about, uh, about Jack Tweed. This is a convicted thug. Let's just remind you what he did. This is a boy, she says, who's never even touched a cigarette, yet in prison he's been surrounded by drugs, cigarettes and God knows what else. It's because he beat up a 16-year-old with a golf club love. That's what he's in there for. And if you seriously think that, you know, this is all going to go well, it's just not. He's been in prison for the last five months for assault, leaving Jade to cope alone. Well, she coped alone before. He's cheated on her. He's uh, dumped her a few times. It's not going to happen. According to the Daily Star, they said the first thing he's doing when he gets out is going out with his mates. Not remotely interested. So uh, let's wait and see exactly how this whole thing pans out. It doesn't look promising, does it? Ronnie Biggs will be released from prison this summer, according to the News of the World. I've got no idea why. Uh, he's expected to get parole in August. Uh, he's going to be a free man in time for his 80th birthday. Uh, parole and police officers looked at two private nursing homes in North London to inspect their suitability for the robber when he gets out. Who's paying for this? Is this old thieving old lag paying for it, or are we paying for it? So they've already looked at two homes. Why, why are we paying for it? Oh, we're not paying for it. A family friend said he's going to get his wish to die a free man. 
No, he's not. Of course he's not. He's still the same old crook that we thought he was when he went in there. Uh, he'll have served only a third, ten years of a 30-year sentence. It was only £2.6 million, pounds, but in those days it was a small fortune. He then escaped and sent 35 years on the run, and the only reason that old drip Ronnie Biggs came crawling back with his uh, tail between his legs is because he wanted the free hospital treatment. That's the only reason he came back. He was ill, and he admitted that he needed the treatment, so that's what he got. And that's the only reason he's come back, and they've then campaigned to, uh, to get this bloke... Uh, out of prison. I've got no idea why. I'd actually put Victoria Beckham in prison. For the simple reason, these airbrushed pictures where she appears to have the neck of a swan. I only say that because I've never seen anybody with a neck so long. And of course, as you and I know, it's called airbrushing. It's designed to make her look attractive. Um, and unfortunately, as anybody who's ever seen her, she's skinny as a rake. Her hair is practically see-through now. And she's got a little short stumpy neck. She doesn't have a little thin neck. And she's a bundle of bones. I'm afraid, an absolute bundle of bones. Shane Ritchie is featured in Carol Malone's column today, and he's forbidden Dennis Waterman to appear as a guest in the remake of the Minder series. Probably scared he'll be acted off the screen, I should know. Why they've remade Minder, can anybody tell me? Why on earth they have remade Minder? It was brilliant as it was. You can buy it on DVD. It's fantastic. But, uh, but they, they insist on remake it with Shane Ritchie. A man who couldn't act his way out of a paper bag. Lovely bloke. Lovely bloke, but frankly, I mean, they shouldn't have touched it. Uh, Steve, I'm a London cab driver. I'll drive past and check your car for you. No, because I don't want to know if, it, if it's been broken into. <laughs> it's right by the police station. You can't miss it. It's right by it. Um, Steve, uh, Jill says, I've read that Chris Evans is going to do the one show instead of uh, Adrian Childs. I think he's done it, hasn't he? I think he's already done it. Uh, Jenny says, we heard how Richard Attenborough is. There's been nothing on the news. Yes, there's been loads on the news. I don't, where have you been? Been on another planet? There's been loads on the news. They said that uh, he's absolutely fine. Perhaps I'm, a, perhaps I'm the only one watching the news bulletins at this moment. 84850, steve at uk. Johnny's up early this morning on uh, Piers Mogadon. He says, how in the name of good television is Piers, love to be near rich people, Morgan, allowed to do three shows from Dubai, Monte Carlo and Hollywood and state the obvious? But on a serious note, Channel 4 had better stop Miss Heaton to stop crying wolf over Coolio. In the outside world, some people might think she has an agenda other than getting magazine coverage with bland, boring bouffant, Baby Ben, the young man in search of a worthwhile personality. Still banned, Johnny of Brixton. <laughs> uh, do you know, I, I, I did watch Ben the other night, and I did think, in keeping with the rest of the country, he is the most boring twerp you've ever seen in your entire life. I mean, all he was was some little sort of boysy band, which didn't do very well. Uh, Michelle Heaton, hard as a bag of old nails, ladies and gentlemen. And here we are turning on, because she's got to have stories. Unfortunately, she's been eclipsed by Mutcher. Mutcher sold her stories. My sex hell with Coolio. He tried it on three times. He's not that desperate, love. He can't be that desperate. He really can't. Jonathan Ross has vowed to make a public apology. It's good. I don't know. Is he, is he back on the television? To jo is he back or have we got that to look for? No, I think he's back. I think it... Was he back? Or oh, perhaps it's this coming... Well, I don't know. This, this week is whizzing by. I was supposed to be having lunch with Jenny Barnett on Tuesday. And I suddenly realised I can't. Because I've got lunch with a lot of very important people because it's the South Bank Awards. So I'm going to that at the Dorchester, which is very flash. <laughs> and uh, and I've said to the producer, Jonathan, I said, yes, it, I'd love to come, uh, for I'm on a good table. So he, he's lining up a load, of, a load of celebrities to sit on a table with me, which is quite nice. I'm quite pleased about that. I've had a look at the line-up so far. It, it all meets with my approval, and I shall tell you all about it on Wednesday. All about it on Wednesday. Uh, Steve, says uh, Bernie, 
in the Finchley Road. My 79-year-old mother does a great impression of your laugh. She's uh, been a fan for four years and has been very ill, but she's now making a recovery. It's good, isn't it? Must be something to do with this programme. It must be something. I can't think of anything else. Uh, Steve, I was mortified that John Mortimer died. You know, they phoned me and said, could I comment on him? I said, well, not really, no. I, I mean, I interviewed him, I think... Probably six, nine months. I can't remember how long ago it was, actually. John Mortimer. And he was in a, a wheelchair then. He came in with his driver. Lovely man. Lovely, lovely man. Really, really nice. Even though, as he said to me, you know, things are just stopping working and, and stuff like that, his, his mind was as bright as a button. Bright as a button. Uh, Michael says, do you think the Muckley girl quit the Big Brother house because she probably... Well, she can't exist without her sleeping tablets. She's already said to Big Brother, I need my sleeping tablets because I can't get a decent night's sleep. And I thought, I hope you're not addicted to sleeping tablets. Because if you do do sleeping tablets, uh, it's very easy to completely screw up your life. Uh, And here she is pictured in uh, The People today. Uh, To be honest with you, I've got no idea which group she was in. Which group was was Muckley in? Was she... Is she Sugar Babes? Sugar Babes. All right. Because I'm sure I saw Sugar Babes on the television the other day and and Muckley wasn't there. I mean, are there... Has she been... Oh, they're a franchise. All oh, right, there are other there are other Muckleys in the group now, as opposed to this one. Because by God, she's not a looker, is she? I mean, I don't want to be rude, but I mean, she looks like she could turn straight men gay quite quite easily. Uh, she talks about uh, how Coolio made her flesh crawl. I cried on my pillow and couldn't stay another night. They're such drips, people in this world, aren't they nowadays? You look at them and you think, my God. Most of you, you probably had families that went through the war, survived all of that without bursting into tears every night. This old, this old nothing goes in the house for a huge amount of money. Can't cope with it. It's all too much. They burst into tears. Ridiculous. Uh, ben, in the Mutcher's verdict, uh, Muttley's verdict on the uh, the people. I mean, you, you know how how classy she is. She's got a tattoo on her neck. A tattoo, I think it might say princess. I mean, she could be talking about a tin of salmon. I've got no idea. Could be princess salmon or something like that. And she's got them all the way up her arm. She's a real class girl. Really attractive. Not. Uh, On Ben, she says, pretty boy, but needs to come out of his shell. Far too quiet for my liking. Well, you're the biggest drip, aren't you? Coolio, enough said, because you've sold your story, so that's the end of it. Uh, Latoya uh, is a true lady. True lady. (laughs) Quite clearly. As balmy as everybody thinks you are, love. Uh, Michelle... Bit of a crybaby. Very girly and whinges far too easily. Can't wait to leave. I always thought Michelle was just a complete waste of space. Always, I'm sorry. Uh, Terry, an amazing guy. Uh, he's just boring. He talks about music all the time of football. And he walks around with his, with his man boobs and, oh, it's just not attractive. Tommy, no idea who he is, I'm afraid. Ulrika, they say, very loving and caring. Yep, that's the woman who dumped the children at home so she could go in and earn some more filthy lucre. Uh, Vern, he's another quiet type, but it's hilarious when he's had too much to drink. Lovely. Uh, Lucy Pinder, well, she was out, wasn't she? And Tina, that foul-mouthed old bag, whose family went, oh, my God, have you seen what she's like in the Big Brother house? So, uh, very interesting. Very interesting. But all they do is cry nowadays. I've got, I've got no idea why people can't stand up for themselves. I must tell you in a moment the story of my little, uh, my little uh, Clementines. <laughs> because I've, I've got some more again. No, they're not. I tell a lie. They're tangerines. I don't know why I keep calling them clementine. These, these are the really cute ones. These gorgeous little fruits come from China's Zhangji province. Talking of gorge. Anyway, um, let's move on, shall we? It's oh, look at the time. Quarter past eight. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Nice to have you company. Thank you for joining us. 17 minutes past eight. It's Steve Allen's Sunday breakfast. So every two years, every two years, almost to the day, Marks and Spencers get in tiny tangerines. And every two years, 
we go out and we buy them. And the reason that they're tiny, they really are little tiny tangerines. I mean, they're really, it's almost like the borrowers have grown them. They're that tiny. They come from uh, China's Zhangji region, which I know very well indeed, because that's where tiny tangerines come from. All the people around there, you know, about a foot tall, things like that, you know, a tangerine tree, enormous. And they've been cultivated for over 1,300 years. So what happens is... They bring them out to Marks and Spencer's. It seems to be only the big departments that actually get them, the big food halls. So every time I see them, I buy them. So I saw them there the other week, and I bought, I bought two punnets. And I tell you, I bought three punnets. They're two ninety nine a punnet. But you can eat a whole box of these things in one go because they're very sweet. They're very easy to peel, and they're quite. They're ideal for elderly people or for kids in a lunchbox. Because they, they, they just, they, they fit in there nicely. Sometimes a kid will look at a tangerine and go, I can't eat that. But these things are just right. And, of course, it's the talking point at school. My mum's got smaller tangerines than your mum. Anyway, so, so I went out and bought them, and I went home, and I said to my friend Michael, the hairdresser, I said, I've just seen the little tangerines back. So we then showed them to a few other people. They said, well, I'll nip to Marks and Spencer's in Twickenham and get them. I said, no, they don't do them there. They really don't, don't do them. You've got to go to the big ones. So I then go back into the big one in Kingston the other day, and they had them back. They weren't in the normal place. I had to hunt. And I found them. So I bought four boxes. Four boxes of these tiny tangerines. And, um, and then, yesterday, I thought, I'll, I'll take in a couple of boxes to Michael, the hairdresser, because he likes them and he, he can't get them. And so, anyway, next thing, my phone rings. And he goes, we're, we're, we're right behind you. I'm with me, Mum. We've just been to Marks and Spencer's and I've got your present. I thought, lovely. What is it? It's three boxes of tiny tangerines. So I've now got seven boxes. So if my car gets broken into, my tangerines in the boot are going, together with my shiny shoes. What they're going to be... But, I mean, these, these things are really, really cute. We'll have some later. I think... Um, who's doing papers this morning? Is it young, young Chris doing papers? Oh, bless him. What's he wearing today? What, what, what is the new outfit? Is it... Um, is it a bit difficult? T-shirt and jeans. It's nice, actually. It's, you can wear that anywhere, really. You really can. It's a, it's a wear-anywhere outfit, and God knows he does wear it anywhere. But it's lovely. I'll never get tired of seeing it. Uh, Steve, Muttley was in the Sugar Babes. Thank you. But, I mean, is, 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 is Muttley now out of the Sugar Babes and there's somebody else in the Sugar Babes? So, in other words, she doesn't even have a job. She's, uh, is she sort of she's a floating singer, is she? Because I saw the Sugar Babe... Oh, right. Oh, she's an artist. Oh, right. It's all an artist. Because I, I turned on the television the other day, and Channel 4 were having a Celebrity Big Brother weekend or something, and the Sugar Babes were appearing. Well, two of them can't sing for Toffee. Two of them cannot sing for Toffee. It was almost embarrassing. I haven't heard Muttley singing, so I haven't, uh, I haven't got round to that yet. Uh, June says, don't forget the train driver who died after he was injured in the train robbery. When you're talking about Ronnie Biggs, why is he coming out of prison? I've got no idea. I wish I knew, because they've always said he's only served ten years of a 30-year sentence. And there's always been this little, little camp, but most people really couldn't care less whether he dies in there or he dies outside. But to only serve ten years, and he's only come back for the free medical attention, and now he's going into an old people's home, that's according to the paper. And I'm thinking, well, who's paying for this? Who's paying for this? Are, are we paying for it? In which case, I don't want to pay for him to go into an old people's home. Leave him where he is. Your description of Victoria Beckham is so vicious and evil, but it's very funny. You have me laughing my head off. She must hate you. No, the family absolutely adore me. Absolutely adore me. I can't... I cannot tell you how much her mum and dad absolutely love me. Absolutely love me. Uh, Steve. Uh, Kate says, love the interview with, uh... A la princess. But you're naughty. You spent all week being rude about celebrity fitness DVDs, so explain yourself. Luckily, Kate in Shropshire, I don't need to explain myself, because I am Mary Poppins. I am practically perfect in every way. I don't need to explain it. I interview somebody if I like them. 
It's the other day I noticed that Melinda Messenger turned up on uh, Alan Titchmarsh's show. And we love Alan Titchmarsh's show. Although he had a band on there, a group called The Saturdays. And they did look... The, the reason they, they were called The Saturdays, unfortunately, is, uh, is because they all look like they work on checkouts on a Saturday. Because when you actually put them together, there wasn't a brain cell among them. They all did this very tediously boring song. And then they started being taught how to prune roses for the summer by Alan, who was being quite patient and being a bit flirty and being a bit naughty. But it was very... But they were dim as brushes. And then we had Melinda Messenger on, droning on about her blooming marriage again. As if anybody cares. Nobody cares. Your marriage fell apart because you fell apart. Now you're back together again and they're both selling stories. She sold a story and, believe it or not, the dreary husband has sold a story to the paper. It's so boring. God dear me. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Uh, Kate Moss went to uh, her own party as Anne Boleyn. Anne Boleyn, of course, was there. Do you know how strange enough I was reading about the executions from Henry VIII the other day? And and I was sort of thinking, in those days, they just they just got on with it. They sort of, wait a minute, it's finished, and we're going to execute you. So that they executed people left, right and centre. How he ever lived with himself. Luckily, died at the age of 55, riddled with all sorts of illnesses, and probably in excruciating pain, so there's good news there. Sort of good news. Uh, I am slightly worried, but now I've seen a picture, of the 15-year-old girl who's run off with a 49-year-old man, who groomed her, they say, on the internet. Uh, she's feared to be abroad. He met her online... And I'm looking at a picture of this girl. She don't look like your normal 15-year-old girl. She's vastly overweight, quite clearly spends a lot of time in front of a computer. You know the classic scenario. These lonely girls, they sit there in their rooms typing on computers and dirty men like this one here all of a sudden starts talking to them. Now, whether or not she knows he's old, he seems to have a number of aliases, or whether or not he's actually pretended he's somebody else, I've got no idea. But uh, her, her, her parents are in pieces. What makes a 15-year-old girl go off with, a, with a, an old man like this? That's what I don't know. I mean, has he said, listen, I mean, just supposing, hypothetical situation, girl goes online, thinks she's talking to a guy called, for example, Ben. Ben is 16, and blah, blah, blah. And anyway, and then Ben, who's not really Ben at all, but a, a dirty old man who's probably in his 60s, says, listen, uh, why don't you come round? Meet you at the station, Grimsby station, platform, whatever it is, blah, blah, blah. Don't tell anybody, because I'll get into trouble as well. So she goes there, ends up meeting dirty old man, whoever this mysterious girl is that we're talking about, and he says, oh, Ben said, uh, I've got to come and take, I'm his, uh, his stepdad. So if you like to, and they then go back in all innocence. Because we've seen these cases time and time and time again, and, and you think to yourself, surely these girls can't be... That's stupid to go off with, with somebody like that, can they? Please, God, no. Boyfriend murderer Tracy Andrews is in the paper today. She's seeking £1,000 to buy new clothes for her release. This is the woman who stabbed her fiancé. Um, is entitled to a discharge grant, despite having £2,000 in savings. She's an ex-model. I don't know what sort of model she was. One could only hazard a guess, I'm afraid. But um, she has a better chance of getting a job and starting over. So she can apply for the money up to three months before possible release. She's only served 12 years. Why can't we just... I wish we would change it in this country and say, if it's life, it's life. You stay there, you drop dead. It's as simple as that. Uh, Dancing on Ice, Michael Dreary Underwood, I'm afraid. Todd Carty, proving that he's as balmy as John Sargent. Uh, Jeremy Edwards, a drip of the First Order, I'm afraid. Donald McIntyre, we quite like why he's doing it, I've got no idea. Somebody called Ellery Hanley. Sounds like an Agatha Christie title, doesn't it? You know, we're looking for Ellery Hanley. Ray Quinn... 
No, don't like. Roxanne Pallet, very dreary, I'm afraid. Gemma B- Bissix, no idea, not a clue. Colleen Nolan, that'll be the fat bird off Loose Women. You know, the one who lost the weight and brought out the thing. Quite sneery when she talks to certain people on there. Melinda Messenger, ugh, yuck, absolutely awful. Uh, 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 uh. Jessica Taylor, uh, husband used to be in cricket. Zoe Salmon, used to be a Blue Peter presenter, very boring. And Graham Lasso, who we've kicked out. Oh, there you go. Oh, there's more on Ronnie Biggs, launching this bid to get him out of jail with the help of 10,000 letters from supporters. What sort of people would be that stupid to support getting him out of prison? Beggar's belief. Mind you, talking of beggaring belief, here they are, the two coppers today who go down in the history books as being smack on the wrist for them. Uh, What they did, and they were in... Where were they? They were in a... In Brighton, I think. And they nipped into Tesco's and they parked in a disabled bay. They weren't on police business, of course. They were just doing their shopping. And there's a picture of these two planks in the paper today. One looking very overweight and the other one not, but being captured, um, you know, on on film. It is illegal to use a disabled bay unless you're on police business, which they weren't. They were doing their shopping. I've seen it a million times. It happens all the time. Police pull up, they get out, use the um, cash point. If we did it, we'd be nicked left, right and centre. Superintendent, Chief Superintendent Graham Bartlett said they should have parked legally. They've had strong advice from a senior officer. Um, is the strong advice, if you ever do that again, we're going to kick you and your sorry little bottoms out of the police force because it's no good walking around, sunny boy, with a big smile on your face, having parked in a disabled bay. What I'd love to have done is been a disabled driver and just driven the car up over the top of theirs and parked on top of it and then go, there you go, pals. Get out of that one. That would have made even better pictures. So I hope they feel suitably shamed this morning. Suitably shamed, as indeed does, of course, Boy George. Suitably shamed, because uh, the fat, revolting one is now spending 15 minutes, 15 months, 15 minutes, 15 months in prison. Uh, And that's because he's just a very nasty person. Uh, I can testify that he is a very nasty person, because he used to work for LBC. The language was absolutely, well, I, I can only describe it as disgusting. Barred from various restaurants, not a very pleasant person, not very pleasant, and now 15, uh, 15 months in prison. So there you go. Uh, Dave says, why should we pay for, for Biggs? Sad thing, it's probably cheaper to put him in a home. I don't see why. Just leave him locked up in a cell. I mean, nobody cares about it. Who are these 10,000 people? Steve, don't call much uh, Muckley. He's a cute and amusing dog. She's not, says Kim. Thank you for that. Um... 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. I've decided I've got no will of my own. I've been waiting for you to mention the baby tangerines for months. I've been eating them now since you said they were back. I'm lunching with the family today, and I'm taking a couple of boxes instead of chocolates. You see, how good is that? They're so nice. We do love them. Um, <laughs> see, th- this is another old one. I'm not sure if I, I, I can repeat this one, actually. I can't, I'm not sure... It's uh, this, somebody here. It's, it's been doing the rounds for ages and ages. I've been chatting to a 14 year old girl on the internet. She's funny, sexy, and flirty. Now she tells me she's an undercover cop. How cool is that at her age? It's a very old gag. It's been used a million times. John says poor Kerry Katona hasn't got much money, but is in Spain sunning herself. I know, wearing Baco foil. Wearing Baco foil, if you please. That's good news, isn't it? Uh, still to come, some more great stories from the papers today. And, um,. And the Coke Kings, buy one, get one, free empire. All of that after this. Morning, everybody. 26 minutes to nine is the time. Uh, Lynn from the kiosk at Clacton had lunch with Terry Seabrook, a much-admired magician 
And uh, I remember going round to his house years and years ago. Said he sends his regards. But did he vote for me at the Magic Circle? Uh, Steve, did you see the Sun magazine on Saturday? An advert selling a 10-inch knife on one page, then an article on the truth about knife crimes on the other. Talk about double standards. Oh, that was from Lynn as well, sorry. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. We weave them all in on the programme. Uh, Anne says, out of curiosity, do you have anything good to say about anyone? Um... God, that's a tough one, Anne. I don't know. I don't like you, but, uh... There was somebody two weeks ago, the producer says. No, that was just a joke. That was a joke. No, no, actually, no. But it keeps people listening, Anne. That's the, uh, And apparently her surname's Ominous. I don't know it's an unusual surname, isn't it? Uh, Steve, now the tangerines will fly off the shelves like the uh, potatoes when Nick raved about them. Uh, listen, most things I mention on the programme fly off the shelves. I've now decided to share them with the boys next door. Which is good. Um, Paul says, fellow dog walker Maureen says, Nick Ferrari's been doing wine tasting on Alan Titchmarsh's show this week, but guzzles a lot each time in large glasses. I know. <laughs> it's true. Uh, he, he, actually, he's off. I think he's flying today. Because he's going over to cover the inauguration of Barack Obama. So that'll be fantastic. We'll cover it all, every day this week. Um, every day this week on LBC. He'll be doing his breakfast programme live. Uh, 8485, and you weren't listening as well. I'll explain it again to you very slowly, because you're obviously a bit old. Uh, they love me. The whole Beckham family absolutely love me. Victoria's family love me, let me tell you. Love me, love me, love me. Can't get enough of me. Uh, Steve, um, says Michael, I saw those Saturdays. You were right. This is the girl group, the Saturdays. And they did that age-old thing of singing, you know, sort of can't like pant instead of can't like aunt and dance like hants instead of prance. Why do English people sing like the Americans? I don't know. It's because they can't sing. And they certainly couldn't sing. But by God, when they stopped singing, they would... Nobody teaches them, obviously. Can you try and be an adult when you're being interviewed? No, we have to be silly. So they were silly, and they didn't do themselves uh, any favours whatsoever. However, talking about people not doing themselves any favours, the Bilash Balti in Pendlebury in Manchester has just been fined £30,000... £30,000, after inspectors found chopping boards kept on the floor, surfaces caked in grease and mould, peeling paint and missing tiles, made the restaurant a magnet for germs. It lacked washing facilities, staff were poorly trained, food was stored at all the wrong temperatures. The owner, Mohammed Atik Khan, was found guilty of seven food hygiene offences. They fined him and his firm £28,000, plus 2500 costs, but they heard standards had dramatically improved, and the restaurant remained open. Well, I tell you, even after, you know, they've been fined that much money, you wouldn't catch me anywhere near it, I'm afraid. Because I don't care how much they clean something up. I just think certain people just... And we've heard this from so many places. You remember the, um, uh, the Mandarin house in uh, Knighton Powys? And this was um, a, a curry house, I think, Chinese. They were fined £2,500 after inspectors discovered a cricket bat gnawed by rats was used to stir curries. You wouldn't want to go anywhere near this place. If I lived in Knighton Powys and I knew the Mandarin, I would avoid it like the plague. I'd make sure they closed down. Because, you know, caught the once, it makes you wonder whether or not they're actually going to do it again. So I wouldn't go anywhere near these places. If one place has been closed down through food hygiene, and we have a few places around Twickenham that, let me tell you, they look very dodgy. And they don't appear to be checked. I thought if you worked in a food place, like if you go into a kitchen 
of, say, I don't know, anything. Any restaurant owned by Jamie Oliver, any restaurant owned by Gordon Ramsay, any restaurant owned by just about any chef, they're all wearing kitchen overalls, aren't they? Their hair is covered... They've got kitchen clothes. You want to come around Twickenham? You want to see all the fast food places? People wearing their jeans, T-shirts, dirty hair. Nobody's ever washed their hands. Filthy places. And yet, for some reason, they're still open. I don't understand how that can be. You go into any kitchen in any hotel. If you didn't see the staff wearing whites and the chef, you know, looking immaculate, you wouldn't eat there. If you walked in there, they're all wearing jeans, T-shirts, and think you wouldn't go there, or hoodies. We've got places in Twickenham that serve the students where... Unless it's a franchise, they don't appear to be wearing any proper clothes at all. There's one place, jeans and T-shirts seem to be the order of the day. Why the council haven't closed them down, I've got no idea. Terrible. Peter says, boy George got 15 months in prison for imprisoning a male escort and beating him with a metal chain. Many callers to Christo last night thought that terrible and his talent should be used elsewhere. They blame the drugs and not boy George. Well, the trouble, I suppose you could argue... Uh, that drugs do make you do things that they wouldn't normally make you do. People can do strange things under the influence of drugs. However, Boy George is not a pleasant person. He was never a pleasant person. He was quite rude, quite revolting, and, and a nasty piece of work. One caller, though, claimed it's wrong to imprison somebody for imprisoning somebody else. The escort got little sympathy. Yes, the behaviour of some of George's family outside the court that I saw on TV, says Peter, was pretty odious. I, I quite believe that. I did see the brother shouting obscenities and doing the usual usual bit, and I thought, hmm, not done yourself any favours on that one. The escort, of course, I've got no sympathy for escorts. That's what they do. They're prostitutes. They actually offer their service. If, if somebody offers you money for sex, and then you start saying, oh, I don't want to be tied up, you should have arranged all this beforehand. You know, you can't just get there and say, well, I, we didn't agree to that. If you're an escort, you're an escort. I'm delighted to say that so far I've not found the escort story in the papers, because I'm hoping that he's disappeared back where he came from, having been embarrassed by the fact that he works as an escort. Richie says, go easy on those boxes. We don't want you overdoing it and getting tangerine poisoning. Do you know, Richie, they're so tiny, you'll, you'll be out eating them later on today. I promise you, you really will. Um, after the musical instruments thing on Big Brother, says Paul, Ulrika said she may never work again. Is that a threat or a promise? Oh, let's hope it's both. Let's hope it's both. She's only on there to try and raise her profile, but she's coming over as uh, not a very pleasant person. Not very pleasant. Mind you, they're all on there, aren't they? They're just on there for money. That's the only reason that they're, they're on there. Uh, there's a woman in the paper today uh, who uh, was refused a refund after cancelling a holiday to go to her mum's funeral. And uh, she hadn't seen her mum for 18 months, was desperate to join other family mourners, but the insurance giant uh, refused to cough up. But uh, now they have, actually, because a paper gets involved. The trouble is that happens a lot, doesn't it? People turn up to the airport and they go, oh, I need to get on this flight because I'm going to a funeral. Most, mostly they are telling fibs. It's amazing what people will actually say to airport staff. I'd love to stand there. I mean, I would absolutely... Yes, thank you for all the jokes about using a cricket bat for stirring curry that will give you the runs. Thank you very much indeed. It's an old gag. It hasn't been used before on lesser programmes. Uh, uh, Steve says, Phil, I watched Murder Ahoy with Margaret Rutherford. Somebody's written in, completely wasting a text, what do you look like? Um, I look stunningly gorgeous. I mean, of course, what would you expect me to say? Um, Chris says, dear heart, if you started being nice about people, we wouldn't tune in. Well, there you go. Steve, I bought baby satsumas from Windsor Farm Shop, says Pat. Nope, you can't buy these ones. They're only grown in China. They do not grow here. They're only available in Marks and Spencers. They're the only ones that have the contract. And you cannot buy these. When I say baby ones, these are less than an inch across. These are tiny tangerines. You cannot get them 
in this country only through Marks and Spencers. The only place. You wouldn't get them at the farm shop. I've been to the farm shop. They don't do anything like this at all. They only do stuff that they've actually grown there. I know the farm shop very well in Windsor. Very, very well. 84850, uk. Let's check on a couple more of your uh, your uh, texts and emails. Uh, one that uh, says, why didn't the police help you uh, ref your car? Useless bunch of so-and-sos. So, Nick is going to cover the US's uh, new president. Have they reinforced the plane? They don't need to. Have you seen him? He's lost, lo- he's lost loads of weight. Also, I'm losing loads of weight. Why? Because I've decided that I'm not going to drink during the week. It's my, it's my New Year resolution, if you call it a resolution, because I don't do resolutions. But I've decided if I could give up smoking and just stop like that, I can stop drinking. So I've decided to cut out booze during the week for the simple reason that, A, you get a much better night's sleep. Uh, secondly, the weight falls off. I mean, at the moment, I'm going to need to put, you know, extra belts on the trousers and stuff like that. You know, because I, the, the weight is falling. I quite like the idea of the weight falling off. I've decided, I've got to that stage now, 37 and a half, where I want to lose a little bit. And so I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it by actually cutting out booze. Uh, new kids on the block have shattered their squeaky clean image with an admission of sleazy groupie sex. Donnie Wahlberg said he and the boy band uh, romped with at least one a day and enjoyed threesomes in the 90s. Donnie Wahlberg is now 39. Well, seems a bit sad, doesn't it, really? Britain's benefit system is being milked by thousands of pounds by immigrant families. Uh, what they do is they get benefits for kids that don't exist. They claim rent for family homes. So, in other words, what they do is they actually claim for a home and then they move in with, with relatives. Fantastically. Fantastic, really. Um, but it's, it's gone on for ages, hasn't it? I mean, I don't think this is anything new. If somebody says... If somebody says, oh, the benefit system is being milked, not only by uh, immigrant families, but there's probably people in this country milking it, I would think. I don't think you'd be speaking out of turn. Uh, Steve, keep up the wonderful work. You are fabulous. Um, she says, why do the Barmies insist on trying to criticise you like Anne? They can't stop listening despite their complaint. Oh, she loves me. She loves me. Because, I mean, I am the only person in her life at the moment. You're right about Miss Beckham. Not only are the pictures airbrushed, but she's not sexy. How can Amani make the mistake of using a woman that neither men nor women think is sexy? Nobody thinks. I've said for ages, and I've said on this programme, find me one person who'll go Victoria Beckham for. Nobody. Nobody ever, ever, ever. David Beckham, yeah. Victoria Beckham, just no. People never, ever say that she's sexy. For the simple reason, she's not. She looks snooty. She looks stuck up. She looks like a stick insect. And she wears clothes that are wholly inappropriate. And this this airbrushed fashion shoot, where they've given her a swan's neck, is almost nothing short of embarrassing. I mean, even she must look at it and go, well, I look fantastic. Unfortunately, in the flesh, you don't look like that at all. It's like meeting Bill, Bill Sheldrake. You know, one minute you meet him, and he looks like one person. Then he sends you in an old picture, which is so airbrushed. You know, I mean, it's at least 40 years old. At least 40 years old. Never mind. At least you, you can never change your voice. That's the only thing you can't change. So here he is with the travel, Bill Sheldrake. I've offered to send you a recent photo, but no... Call the police. Call the police. <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've cut out booze during the week as well, actually, fully enough. Fascinating. Yeah, yeah, but, but that, that's a financial thing for you. Well, true, true. <laughs> Steve Allen. It's 12 minutes to nine. It's impossible to live in London and not have a view on the Heathrow expansion, whether it's the noise, the environment or your holiday plans. LBC 97.3 is giving you the chance to put questions to our Mayor of London, Boris Johnson, and the Assembly members and find out what they're doing for the capital and its people. People's Question Time takes place on Wednesday the 21st of January at the Beck Theatre in Hayes, discussing the issues of the Heathrow expansion and what it means for the environment 
businesses and residents of London. To request free tickets, free, call the box office 0208 561 8371. For full terms and conditions, look at the website, which is lbc.co.uk. Good luck for that one. It's nice. I know the Beck Theatre very well. They're a lovely crew out there. They really are. Very nice people. Very, very nice people. Um, there's a teenager in the paper today, and uh, her name is Jolene Cox. Jolene, spelt J-O-L-E-A-N. I always worry about the peculiar spellings that some teenagers have. And um, she told last night how she quit school. She's 15, I have to tell you. And she flew to Turkey to be with a waiter she'd met on the internet with her mother's blessing. So she flies out there at 15. So she meets him on the internet, gets out there. In the morning, she converted to Islam. Afternoon, she got married, and she told her mum two days later by text that she's now married and is uh, staying out there. She's 15. I think I'm not allowed to say anything about things like that. I always think to myself, 15, you get your little scraggy body back here very fast indeed. I mean, that can't be legal, can it? A 15-year-old converting in the morning to Islam. How do you do What is it? Just you sign a paper or something? How does that work? So she doesn't actually know anything at all. And she met him on the internet. There's a worry. There's a worry. And so she just gets... How she finds the money, I've got no idea. She only met this... He's a waiter. What, what possible hope is there there? A waiter. You know, and she's 15 years old. Now, you know and I know that when you're 15, things look a little bit different. You fall in love and your parents can't tell you. And it's got a picture of her mother here. Uh, quite clearly, must be the stupidest mother ever. Her mother lets her uh, out of school for life with a Turkish waiter. She's 15 years old. What sort of mother lets a child do that? Answer this one here. God, blimey, you do worry, don't you? And then you turn on the television and you wonder why Channel 5 have decided to axe the Trisha show. You just wish the Jeremy Kyle show would go the same way. Uh, I noticed all the good reviews for Oliver this week. Packing them in, as indeed they are at Wicked. My God, Wicked's doing some good business, I tell you, at the moment. It's, it's not only getting them, because I think Oliver's getting all the little boys who want to pick a pocket or two. But over in Wicked, it's all the kids from the stage schools who want to go into Wicked. So every time you go to Wicked, the audience is absolutely packed out with kids, especially at the matinees, with, with the kids, and they know all the words, they know everything. It's really picked up. Even my, my brother's girls have uh, been to see the show. It's either once or twice, I can't remember now. But uh, really, really good. So, two shows to recommend. Oh, and, and Hairspray. Oh, and Carjo Foll. If you're looking for a show to go and see. Uh, here's, here's Victoria Beckham. Um, showing how to bend it like Beckham in the most airbrushed picture you'll ever see. Again, where they've uh, they've given her the, this sort of strange neck. Apparently, it's going to net her twelve million pounds. Got no idea why. She's got no talent at all. She's not attractive. Um, he was very airbrushed for his uh, body, but he's covered in tattoos, so he's a bit trailer trash. And and boy George breaking down in the cells. And uh, I told him, and this is I don't know who he told actually. Uh, you're gay, a celebrity, you'll be a target. And he sobbed, they'll kill me. No, they won't. You'll just be very popular. Very popular in prison. Uh, also for the fact that people don't like you. But if you hadn't committed the crime in the first place, you'd be fine. You'd be fine. Olivia Newton-John, 60. 60 she is now. There's a picture of her in the paper today. It's quite depressing. She looks so good at 60. Absolutely looks fantastic. Oh, here they are. The dreary Melinda uh, Messenger family. I'm a working man, says Wayne, and she can earn 300 times more than me. But as a husband, I wanted to be the provider. That led to so many... Ra- what a dreary family, aren't they? She's as boring as heck, and he just looks like some naff male model. Unfortunately, very boring. I always say, though, couple split up, 
then try and get back together again, then sell all their stories, and the next thing is they split up and that's it. You know, it just, it doesn't, it's almost as if they've learnt to live their lives in the glare of a camera and they talk about themselves in the third party. And you worry about that because they've started believing their own dreary lives. You know, she worked in a double glazing firm, I believe, got her boobs out, did a thing there, and then for some reason developed a personality, which actually wasn't very good anyway. She's quite sweet, but she's a bit mumsy and naff, I'm afraid. Nothing, nothing about being mumsy and naff, but in showbiz there's, there's quite a bit to being mumsy and naff. And Wayne always looks, uh, you know, a little bit dreary. A man who wears sandals. Sorry. I can't, I can't be doing with anybody who wears sandals. I've always thought it was a particularly naff look, I'm afraid. Uh, 84850, steve at Good heavens above. Um, did you ever find Melody on DVD? Does not exist, I'm afraid. Uh, is the weekend too short? Um, I don't think so, no. I don't know. Um... Steve, you wouldn't eat a homemade sandwich in Pendlebury. It's that bad. I used to live there, says James, listening in Benidorm, but looking at the sea. It's quite nice, isn't it? I'm looking out of, uh, out of the window at a building opposite. I wonder what it was built as. It's very interesting. Have you noticed that when they sort of... This, this building that I've got on my right-hand side, if you're listening in stereo, it's on the left-hand side of your speaker. But everybody... I think there should be a rule. I think there should be a rule that everybody's got to have the same net curtains. Because I think it ruins it. You've got so many people who've got naff nets, then somebody's got dirty nets, then somebody's got... Oh, they've got dirty pigeons up there. <laughs> Horrible pigeons. Oh. And, and then some people don't have... Th- and then somebody looks like they've got half a sofa pushed up against it. Should be a rule, shouldn't there, I think? There should be a, a rule. Steve, I'm struggling to stop smoking, but I am determined. You can do it. You can do it. It's very easy to stop smoking. I know you don't think it is, but... If, if you start, oh, I don't know, how do you just, how do you tell somebody to stop smoking? You can't really. You can't do it. You just cannot tell somebody to stop smoking. If you don't want to stop smoking, you won't stop smoking. If you enjoy smoking, smoke. Nothing that I, I could ever say is going to change anything at all. Are they bonsai tangerines, says Viv? No, no, no. They're just called tiny tangerines. And they are. Some of them are like half an inch across. They're absolutely, I mean, I can actually get in one hand... I could probably get the whole box in one hand, because I've got fairly big hands. And, uh, how many can I get in my hand? Look at this. I mean, I've got 20 in my hand already, and I'm still going. If I balance them carefully... It's almost an act here. Yeah, I can get one, two, three... One, two... I don't juggle, actually. It's the only thing I can't do. I cannot juggle. I wish I could. I've got no hand-to-eye coordination. I don't know. I've watched other people. I'm very jealous. Even though, uh, Corin and Tony gave me a, a video years and years ago about learning how to juggle, I cannot do it. The, I, I, I see how the principle works. You know, you throw one up, and as it starts coming down, you throw the next one up. And then I can't remember what I'm doing with the one in my hand. So all of a sudden I end up with everything in one hand. So I throw up. So I've, I've got three here now. It, it'll not work, I promise you. Up, down, oh, gorgeous. And I get frightened. So, <laughs> it's not easy to be frightened by tiny tangerines, but believe you me, I'm frightened. And I've tried everything. Throw up and up. Oh, oh. Oh. oh, it fell between my legs. I think I've just crushed it. Oh, no, it wasn't the tangerine. Anyway, oh, dear goodness me. So I've now dropped my other foot. You see, I mean, I'm just rubbish at doing things like that. And I've lost my tiny tangerine, so I'm not a happy bunny at all this morning. Not a happy bunny. Uh, Michelle Ryan is being lined up to become Doctor Who's new assistant. So... Why, why would that make the news? I've got no idea. See, there we are, you see, Michelle, I can fit, I can fit about 20 of these little tangerines in my hand, at least. At least. Uh, 84850, steve at Um, Steve, says Cheryl, if you want to see revolting takeaways, why don't you come down our way? I think if you went to the kitchens of most takeaways, you wouldn't eat there at all. 
Dorman Don says, your car's being looked after by a couple of my boys. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear, Dom. Don't let me down. Uh, Steve? If ever you become all sycophant and sweet over celebrities, I'm going to leave London and live with the mother-in-law in New York. Think Anne Whittacombe, says Johnny. Ha! Uh, Paul says, why do these Z-list stars even get on the television? Colleen Nolan, please. Dull, 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 dull. Uh, Carl at Heathrow says, don't talk down to people. You mind your mouth, matey. I'll come round and wash it out with carbolic for you. We know what you are working at Heathrow. You'll be one of those girly boys who pushes a trolley up and down the plane. I know. 84850, steve at Um Is your gadget guy in today, says Michelle. Yes, absolutely. Uh, another one here. Uh, I love your programme and your honesty. If people don't like it, that's their problem. Oh, I know, I love that, actually. That, uh, I love it. As long as somebody's writing in, they don't realise that it all goes towards your figures. As long as somebody's written in, or phoned, or sent an email, or a text, it was absolutely wonderful. Are the tangerines difficult to peel? No, look. Like that. Look, the skin just... You just pull it back, like that. OK? Can you hear it? You probably can't hear it, actually. And it's very, very... Look at that. You know what they say about small ones are more juicy? This one is absolutely... Look at that. Look, and there it is. And it's got little tiny... It looks like it, it looks like a little baby. I know they call it tiny tangerines, but it's little. It just looks really cute. It's the sort of thing you give to a little child, actually. And there's no pips, which is good news. Eight four eight five zero. Steve at LBC. UK. Michelle went to see Carjo Fall on my recommendation Friday. Fab. See, told you you'd love it. It's a really, really, really good show. As indeed are all the things that we recommend on the programme. We don't recommend them if they're no good. It's as straightforward as that. It's Steve Allen's Breakfast, LBC 97.3. Sit on a pie. Morning, everybody. It's Steve Allen's Sunday Breakfast, LBC 97.3. You always know it's a nice day, in fact, because we have such nice people who do the papers for us, and they come in with big smiles on their faces because they're all showbiz, and, and it's wonderful. So this morning we get Chris Hawkins saying, you know, I get the big smile, you just get, you know... And uh, although he is smiling, so what have you done to your hair? Don't you like it? Well, I do like it. I'm just trying to think, how do you achieve that look? Just a bit of a restyle. Is it... Do you push up in the middle? Yeah, it sort of stays th- this way now. Show me Since how your hands go when you do it. I, I get the clay. Right. And then oh, it's clay, is it? And then force it in. Right. Yeah. So I mean, is, it, is it fairly... It's stiff. Thank you. Particularly... A bit early for most yeah. of us, but there you go. Early so in the, the day. And, and then, then it, when you do the middle bit... It wears off a bit as the day goes on. Does it? Yeah, but no, it's... it's and that's clay. fairly solid. Yeah, moulding clay. Because I bought clay some years... I mean, quite clearly, as you can see, I don't need it now, but... <laughs> you said it. I've had... I've bought everything from wax clay, gel, rock hard gel. Nothing ever worked on my hair. Absolutely nothing at all. No, this is definitely the best one. Better than gel, because gel goes all dry, doesn't it? By the end of the day, your gel sort of... I don't know. And then it all flakes out. I wanted to... When, when we first started doing the shows, I wanted to do something interesting with my hair, and I couldn't think of anything interesting to do with it. It just didn't work. Got a bit of a fringe, you can see, here now. Okay. Yes. Now, that makes me think, maybe I am starting to get old. I bought a pair of slippers for the first time ever last weekend. Oh, I've got slippers. I've got two pairs of slippers at I've home. I've never bought slippers before. Oh, so. I love them. If I, if I had a big house, like a farmhouse kitchen, I would be in slippers all the time. I love right. slippers. Well, I have but they've got to be nice Moroccan-type slippers. Well, now that I've bought them, I'm loving them. Yeah. So I know I'm getting old. Yeah. And now I've got a fringe, I can see the hair. So there would be less Is there a up. reason why you've got a fringe? Well, I just thought... If, uh, less you forehead. cut it like that? No, the, the girl came round. I, I got my old hairdresser back. She comes to my house. Yeah. Does the wife know? <laughs> They're very good aware? friends. Yeah, well, I've heard yeah. that one before. She also, <laughs> she also cuts the hair of Mikey from Fix. She's a celebrity hairdresser. God. Yeah. <laughs> 
holds back in amazement. <laughs> Mikey from Fixed. Fix, that was the, the bleach blonde boy. I don't, I'm not mad. Yes, I think he was bleach right. blonde. He, he, he went out with somebody and then they did various shoots with him and then he disappeared. Right. And she's still cutting his hair. Apparently so. Wow, yeah. Mikey. Hey, cool. The company cool. I'm in, eh? My God, you hang around with him. So you want to hang around with me? I've got a hairdresser, but he, he's Polish. Right. Mariusz. And, um, because he actually, because he, he takes his time cut him, and I quite like it. How long could it possibly take? I don't think we need that sort of attitude on the programme this morning. <laughs> I mean, how long can it take? It takes as long as everybody, 20 minutes. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, yeah, because it isn't just because if you have your hair short, it isn't just the actual cutting of it, because first of all, we have to, just to clean, clean the clippers. <laughs> I sit down and make small talk about how make much vodka tea. is now. Yeah, a cup of, I'll get a cup of tea from the cafe next door. Stella or Tony make me a cup of tea and bring it in. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sitting there with a nice cup of tea. Your mate. life. It's, Your it's life. another world, I tell you. And I've just been invited, actually, to do something for, uh, for the Grand Lodge of Middlesex. Oh, right, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to reply back to them and do that. I think Mar Martin Farrell is definitely going to be uh, wanting my, my business down there. But, so I then sit down and then he sort of sprays the hair with water. You can't cut it dry. Got to, got to spray it, mm -hmm. and then, then clippers, yep. then, then scissors, and then has to go around the edges, and then the back of the hair, and then you've got to shave the bit. Yeah, it's twenty minutes. It's, it's a full twenty minutes. It's a full twenty minutes. How often? Uh, well, probably about every two and a half weeks. Really, I grow fantastically quickly. Wow, you must do. Yeah, I do actually. I mean, it's, it's strange. That... Yes, hello. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it does. It, it grows in all the wrong places. Strangely. That's the other and thing. I hate hair. When you get old hair. as well, you start to notice hair growing like in places it. that it never used to. I don't want I really don't want it. I've got a little thing for doing the ears. Oh, don't. Little thing. You, no. You've got to have these things. I'm only a heartbeat away. Really? Think, from it. Yeah. And the worst thing is when you sometimes see people in there, and I've seen a few people in there where the hair has grown up over their back, so much so that it's <laughs> difficult to tell where their <laughs> where, neck where finishes. Where yeah. And where, where, where it goes to. I've yeah. got no idea. <laughs> you know, as far as I'm concerned, waxing is de rigueur. You know, you've got to have it done. <laughs> Because you don't want to be, you don't want to look like that sort of Afghan rug on the beach. No. You know, you, you don't want to be the one lying there looking a bit sort of buff and everything, you know, as I do. Of course. But uh, I don't want to be there covered in air. I don't, I don't like that sort of thing at all. I don't want to look like, uh, who was that woman who, when she was naked, looked uh, as though she was wearing a rug? Can't remember now. Some very famous Greek shipping woman. Right. Don't but know. but she, she was very famous. Aristotle Onassis's daughter, Christina Onassis. Oh, yes, yeah. Apparently, I mean, yeah. she was hairy. I mean, she was hairy, right. as, as people go. <laughs> uh, Steve, I uh, did send two cards to boy George, only to hear him refer to me as some mad stalker, so I never listened to him again. <laughs> yes, he is in prison. He will be singing. Do you really want to hurt me? And the prisoners will be singing. Yes, we do. He um, <laughs> looks dreadful in the papers Oh, yes, he looks dreadful. Well, I think he thought uh, that he was going to not, not get away with it, but I didn't think he'd be sent to prison. But it's no. a short, sharp shock treatment. H how much of it will he actually serve, though, of the Probably about months? eight months, I would think. Have you ever read his book? No. It's perhaps, I think, the best rock and roll book of all time. Oh, really? One of them, certainly, yeah. Really amazing. It's a very good read, Biggins's. Is it? Yeah, Biggins's. I mean, it's amazing how many rich people he knows. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite frightening how many really rich people he knows. I yeah. mean, seriously rich people. Yeah, he went bankrupt himself, didn't he? At yes, one time? I think so. Yes, he, he's lived in the same house for a long, long time. Lives in Hackney, doesn't yes, he? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, I've been there a few times. Right, and it's a lovely house, lovely little house, small, but just right for him and Neil. It was all right for him, and then all right for him and Neil. And uh, I think he'd like to move. He'd like to move along the river. 
yeah, and right. look out over things like that. Because I think that, that's quite a... You know, oh, it's quite, that'd be lovely. Yeah, if, if you open up the curtains in the morning, you stand there, you know, and you're looking at the river or something. I'd love that. It doesn't matter if it's raining or whatever. I think the river looks great. Mm-hmm. I, but agree. I can't afford I it. You add, add 50 to 100 grand around my way if you want to yeah. live near the river. Oh, around your way, especially. I've told you before that I love the canal being so close to where we live because yeah. that's so nice to go for a little walk in the afternoon. Yeah. I couldn't live on a canal boat, though. I've looked no. at canal boats. No. I spent um, a day on one. That was long enough. Yeah, there's no, there's nowhere to go, is there? No. It's kind of, it's <laughs> long and thin. The pub. Yeah, the pub. Yeah. Let's go to the pub and then come back and you wake up and you go, oh, God, we're on a sandbank. Yeah. That's what we did once. We <laughs> went on a canal boat years and years ago. My, my dad hired one. So me, my mum, my brother and him, we went on this, this thing and we, we moored one night. We sort of tied up. And uh, we wonder why everybody was waving at us, so we're waving back. <laughs> of course, the place is tidal. <laughs> so what happens is, we're sort of high and dry. There's no water. The water vanished completely around. We're sort of sitting on two little blocks of sand. And everybody is sort of over there going, hi, and we're going, hi. And you could walk across our bit of the river, and then yeah. later on the day, it all came back in again. But, ugh, I mean, Just rubbish it was. Locks take some effort as well, don't they? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I'm quite good with that. Oh, really? The old, oh, <laughs> the old handles. <laughs> oh, yeah. It gets a bit boring after the fifth one. I, I know. And, and then you have again. to sort of lean against it and push yeah. it back. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Rubbish. And hope that someone will be walking by and will help you. That's right. You couldn't give us a <laughs> hand, <laughs> could you? Just a hold bit this. of a bad back, yeah. <laughs> please. Right, what have we found in the papers, apart from... It, it, it really isn't great. No, I think all of your favourites feature, I think, particularly... Uh, we've got Kerry Katona, who's mm. pictured wearing a, a tinfoil bikini. Yes, she looks as though she's been airbrushed, because uh, I remember seeing a picture of all that fat on her stomach after it was liposuction, <laughs> and it looked horrible. Yeah. It really looked horrible, so I'm not sure. Which paper is that in? That is the News of the World, page News 13. News of the World. And she's topless. That's a yes. surprise. <laughs> thin line carries. How attractive is that? Baco foil. Yeah, I don't know, actually, some people might, might find that attractive. She looks better than she has done She's for a, a long really time. She's got really bad... This so. is... I think this is quite heavily airbrushed. You think so? Yes, I do think so, the yeah. beach pictures. Yeah. You think they're Oh, yes, airbrushed? absolutely. There's something the matter with her nipples. Yeah, Mind well, you, we had a woman in the paper the other day, page three girl. Her nipples were practically up another... If, if, if that's where Kerry's nipples are, th- this page three girl had them up here. <laughs> well, presumably, when, when you have a lot of surgery, you have to have them taken off and put back on in different places, don't you? Well, they stick them on or something. They want they an Evo stick. They must stick. How does that work? I don't know. No, she, I mean, she's, you can see, she would have really bad stretch marks. You can see. Yes, but I mean, th- that's why they would be even worse than you're oh, looking at here. Yeah. She looks, yeah, a bit too good, perhaps you're right, yeah. Yes, I'm not, yes. So... Mm. I don't like All her. All things considered, her money trouble can't be that bad because she's on well, holiday. she still owes the tax man. She hasn't paid the tax man as far as I know. She's somewhere exotic. Yeah. Um, I'd love to know what sort of system they have going because I, I, can I do the same one with the tax so man? Publicly I, I, as well. I, I, I don't want to pay tax either, but no. I will. Yeah. Uh, she looks well, as does Amy Winehouse on page three of News of the World. She's set up her own record label. Uh, she's pumped a million pounds of her own money into it. Mm. And she has started to look better. You, even you must agree that in the last week she started to look a lot brighter, a lot better. Who was that man? That was Andrew Pierce. Good. It's unbelievable. Honestly, <laughs> it's like the Lone Ranger. The door opens and Kimusabi opens the door and waves with a hearty hi-ho silver as he, uh, and, he, uh, and he rides off into the sunset with that black mask. <laughs> look a bit like Chi-Chi the Panda. He looks very tanned. Does he? It's makeup. Make- <laughs> It'll be makeup. Make-up for the radio. Won't be genuine, isn't it? He's had no chance to go anywhere. It's ten part. Oh, here we go. Yeah, You've been away for two days, have you? Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the, uh, the biggest story for me, in all of the tabloids at least today, yeah. is one that's buried in the Daily Star. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it, yeah. 
they unmask the Stig from Top Gear. Oh, page what? Page 15. I would have thought this would be a huge story, considering how popular Top Gear now is. To be honest, I don't even know who the Stig is. The Stig is their driver who does Oh, right. His name's Ben Collins, they say. Apparently so, yeah. Formula 3 driver. Oh. But I don't, I don't know what, what the this Stig is. is. It doesn't mean well, anything. They refer constantly to the Stig, and they make mm. a big play on his identity being a, a complete mystery. All right. And he always has been. The, the, the identity has always been secret in every series of Top Gear. There was once a driver who did actually announce that he was the Stig, and then they got rid of him. Oh, he, right. He outed himself. So this guy, Ben Collins, apparently there were people around at his house, and he, they, he had the, uh, the whole outfit and the helmet in a, in a cabinet, so people oh, put two and two God, together. That's a bit real, scary, isn't it? it was him. He had the outfit in a cabinet? Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like Superman, isn't yeah. it, going into a phone box? Yeah. Well, he is like it's a superhero. It's like Batman. You open it up and they're, oh, my God, he dresses up. Whoa, close the doors again. We, yeah. were, we, we had rugby in Twickenham yesterday, and we couldn't work out why... Uh, next to the, where we were eating, and the food wasn't that great, it has to be said, it's one of those, uh, oh, oh something places. Can't remember what it, anyway, wasn't, wasn't particularly good. It's supposed to be Chinese, but it was, it was poor Chinese. And opposite us were two phone boxes, and we couldn't work out why kids kept going in there and closing the doors. I thought it was just a game of hide-and-seek. Yeah. No, 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 Harry Potter. Because if you remember in one of the Harry Potter films, they go into a phone box and it goes and drops down <laughs> into this sort of underground city thing. So I went and stood in it and nothing happened at all. <laughs> I stood there, I closed the doors, I'm looking at nothing. No Harry Potter, <laughs> nothing. So the unmasking of the stick, it's Ben yeah. Collins. It's a big, big deal, if, I Is think. Really? Well, Tom I gets Top so Gear. popular. I think it's fabulous. Oh, I think it's the naffest programme on television oh, no, ever. It's so run good. by three fat, overweight lumps. Oh, the last one in the series. For the Vietnam trip, that was just fantastic. Oh, dear God, no. Richard really Hammond good. now turns up twice. Where I mean, there's something odd about this bloke. He's just started wearing silly clothes and everything else, like a complete prawn, I'm afraid. Yeah, the hair's a bit out of control. He always wears a necklace now yeah. as well, doesn't Although, he? I had to laugh the other day. Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen's hawking his uh, chump of a wife around yeah. everywhere. <laughs> and so old fat Mrs Llewellyn Bowen's everywhere. She goes, oh, she's lost weight. I'm thinking, who cares? Yeah, she lost about four stone or something. But who cares? <laughs> if she hadn't eaten so much beforehand, she wouldn't have been that fat and lumpy and lardy. She got a DVD out. Oh, I've got no idea. Do you think so? Probably. Lawrence Llewellyn Bowling war wallpapers over his wife. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be worth seeing, I think. <laughs> That'll be worth seeing. David Jason is in talks to yes. apparently return as Del Boy in a prequel to Only Fools and Horses. Oh, he's too old. Well, I guess they'll have someone else play him as a younger Del Boy. Yes, they were thinking about doing this. Right. Boise, yeah. Boise let that slip the other day. Oh, the, did he? Okay. Yeah. Marlene. Yeah. Well, she doesn't speak <laughs> like that at all. He's actually terribly cultured. <laughs> My friend Ella is, is uh, Ella Ooh. Kenyon. Really? Uh, she uh, is in the Green Green Grass show. And I think her accent in that's really funny. I love Green Green Grass. Yeah. I like anything it's like great. that. great. A little bit late. Awful, isn't it? Oh, wait, what, what? You know that Caroline Quentin one? Oh, oh. oh. No. I never forgave her for marrying Paul Merton, I'm afraid. Uh, 16 minutes past nine. Better late than never, as they say. Oh, here he is again. You've still got, still got the old uh, travel down there, Bill? Oh, we most certainly have. There's, there's always travel. Do you know, there's water. And I must mention it because it, it mm. comes across you quite quickly. As you go into the... Uh, the what's the matter? Am I facing the wrong way or something here? Uh, you go into the, the tunnel, you come out of Knightsbridge and you go to the Piccadilly underpass. Yeah. Well, halfway, just you go round the corner, there's like a swimming pool in there. I mean, it looks beautiful when my car goes through there because I look like something out of Starsky and Hutch. You mean your Bentley? Yeah, it looks beautiful and it cleaned the side of it beautifully. But if you're going through in a mini or a bicycle, you're bound to drown, okay? I warn you now. Well, it's one of my items actually there for Piccadilly underpass, as indeed is Allenland, Twickenham. Lots, oh, l lots of surface water on the church road as well. No, that is the river. That's the river. 
It's not surface <laughs> water, it's a river. It's called the Thames. <laughs> <laughs> well, the travel music's just about to run out, so that's the latest, isn't it, though, seriously. Uh, most ways... Steve Allen. Don't forget, we've got a How Low running on the programme this morning, and why not, I say, and why not? Because today it's a Nintendo Wii, and I've played... Have you played one of these? Yeah, the fit one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've got a Nintendo Wii. It hasn't... I don't think it's got a Wii fit with it. Oh, hang on. Uh, maybe I've... I've played the one where you do fighting, like boxing. Well, the, well the, the, Oh, no, I haven't got the fighting one. I've got tennis, bowling, baseball. All the sports ones are really good yeah, for Yeah, the sports them. one. Very good. The bowling one's fantastic. Yeah. It's really clever. I, I really can't figure out how they work. They're so good. Uh, far too complicated for either of us to think about. Yeah. It has got wi- Wi-Fi connectivity, which allows you to connect to the news and mail feature. How low will it go? The most innovative games console on the market. This one finishes 2pm today, so uh, with Andrew Pierce. The lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Bids have got to be in by 2pm today. You text LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one. So LBC, followed by your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one. The bid will cost £1.50, plus your standard network rate. Lines close at 2pm today. You must be over 16. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Ooh, fantastic. Very good indeed. You'll really love it. It doesn't matter. I don't care how old you are. You can be 9 to 90 with that, and you'll find something that, that will fit your speed. It, even if, if you're doing uh, bowling, you can manage that. Yeah. And it's it's very good exercise for one of your arms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It went all quiet, didn't it? I don't know why. Have you seen the pictures of John Cleese? I'm for you, you're wearing beige. And his <laughs> other half in, oh. the, in the papers, John Cleese, and his other half, uh, mm. Barbie Orr. He's 69, she's 27. Yes. Big age gap. I remember somebody saying that to somebody years ago, and they said, um, you know, what, what, what happens... Uh, what did they say? I think it was the old George Burns thing. He said, he, he, he said I'm playing Vegas. He said, and uh, there's a hole in my dressing room wall. He said, and there's all the little dancers next door in there. He said, and somebody said, do you want us to block, about, block up the hole? I said, no, if they want to look, let them look. <laughs> <laughs> it's an old one. But there was another one. one. That's, not, <laughs> yeah, that's not bad, is it? Just another, another voice out of the many another millions one. that I've stored up. Look, she says, <laughs> uh, he's 69 and I'm 27, so I thought, what Are will sure a guy... Are you sure he is age 69 or it's a position? <laughs> <laughs> well, get this. What will a guy that, that old look like naked, is what she wondered. Oh, well, it needs ironing, whatever it is. The answer is he's very muscular Ooh. and he's got amazing legs. Really? John, please. He's yeah. also very tall, isn't he? Very, very tall, yeah. Very tall. Isn't it surprising, actually? <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Choked on my tiny, t- tiny tangerine. But it's funny, everybody talking the other week about Harry and the P-word and uh, Charles and Sootygate and all the rest of it. And yet, if you watch, um, if you watch, um... Monty Python. No, not Monty Python. Faulty Towers. Yeah. It's the most racist programme you'll ever get on the television. <laughs> yeah. It's absolutely... Yeah. From sort of, you know, black references to uh, the Major coming up with overtly racist comments. Then there's the, the Germans and Manuel. all the other things. Sorry? Manuel. Manuel, absolutely. That's just one, but he features in every episode. Yeah, That's yeah. the whole programme. Another big age gap here. Uh, Karen McGiffin and her new man. Oh, she's paying for Double page spread paying, here. She hasn't gone voluntarily. <laughs> I mean, it's either she, she's, she's got him drunk or something. She's paying for He's from an agency. She looks I've great. I've looked at him because I'm picture. sure he actually turned up with somebody else a short while ago. <laughs> I'm sure I've seen him out with a load of those single girls. She looks fantastic uh, in this picture. Which, which, which page? Adrian? This is the Mirror, page Mirror. 31. It's a whole big uh, exclusive interview with her. Mirror. I was so happy Ooh. being single, but now I'll wed my toy boy. And I don't care about the 22-year age gap. No, he will. He's 27. She's... Yeah. She's 48. I mean, I'm very I mean, good on it. 
I, I, I do love Carol to pieces. Yeah. And, and he does look like the kind of bloke who'll actually go with anything, so that's quite useful. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not the most attractive thing I've ever he seen. He is, though. He's an incredibly good-looking bloke. Really? He's a TV producer. And... Oh, that's why. He works on the show, doesn't he? <laughs> does he actually work on the yes, show? Yes, I think he? he works on the really? show. Yeah. Well, they're very happy. I watched the show a couple of times this week when she well, announced it's, her it's, engagement. It's his taste of freedom. It's his taste of celebrity, isn't it? It's like marrying somebody famous and then you get your picture in the paper. You could just assume that they've fallen for each other and love each other very much and they're going to be very happy together. No, this is Carol McGiffin. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm not going for that at all. She's married to Chris Evans. <laughs> Heavens above. No, no, no. He looks a little bit like an early Toby Anstis. Yeah. Doesn't he a little a bit? A little bit. I see, I Although see Toby's that. actually got chunkier legs yeah. and better arms than this bloke. I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a bit, you know, if you like that kind I'm surprised actually working on Loose Women that he's actually straight. I thought they were all gay on the programme. <laughs> I had no idea there were heterosexuals working <laughs> down there. That's a surprise. <laughs> of course, it would be funny if he turned out to be gay, wouldn't I'm it? He certainly <laughs> does work on Loose Women, but he is a TV <laughs> producer. Anyway. Yeah, I know, I think he does. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, some people say, she says, I'm either pregnant or planning to be pregnant. Definitely not. Oh, no, definitely not. Definitely not. She's definitely not not pregnant. Definitely not. But it, it's nice, you know, they're obviously very happy together. Although I'm looking at his fingers around her. <laughs> and and I'm not, I'm not getting the right body language. I'm not looking at somebody who's sort of like really pulling her in. He's kind of just touching the fat. He's just <laughs> touching it. She says about him, he sleeps a lot and very late. He yeah. only has two pairs of shoes. His telly's too big for his flat. He owns a PlayStation and never goes anywhere without being plugged into his iPod. Oh, he sounds like a right divot, I'm afraid. He's just a normal 27-year-old bloke, isn't he? 27? 26. No, I would expect 26. that to be... 19 year olds not 27 <laughs> 27 i expect him to settle down he's obviously a bit of a gimp i'm afraid <laughs> come on carol get rid never mentioned the poor guy no exactly lovely carol and her new man it's yeah. nice that she's but, but people people do do talk about their relationships don't they you do I constantly talk about other people's relationships. <laughs> I've made a very good living, actually, talking about other yes, people's relationships. I know somebody wrote in a short while ago and said, Steve Allen makes a living talking about other people's relationships. You think, well, so does every critic who's in every single newspaper. Every tabloid paper. Hey, another massive age gap as well. Ronnie Wood and his latest flame. You know, the really young girl that he left his wife for. Who? Ronnie, Ronnie oh, Wood. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The, the girl who worked in an escort bar. I think this is age gap of the day, because he's 61. She's 20. Yeah, but... Oh, really? That's massive, isn't it? Does it make any difference? Uh, good question. It does, if she were to have a baby, have a, have a child, and that child gets to, what, 15. So what happens if you actually... six, wouldn't it? All right, just supposing, hypothetical, you actually go out on the town for the night, if you were single, yeah. and you see somebody you like, and you think, oh, God, chemistry, chemistry, and they turn out to be 65. Yeah. Do you immediately discount them because they're 65? That's a very good point. I think you probably... Enjoy you the would, moment, but you have to think more long-term than that if you want to be with that person. You just want them to maybe live beyond Christmas. Yeah, you know? exactly. A pensioner is not just for Christmas, you know, with a bit of luck they'll stretch to Boxing Day. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, 41 years is, is a, a big age gap. Do you think so? It? Yeah, I do. I've heard of people before who've had these, you know, you've had young girls who've fallen in love with their teachers and things like that, and people have said it wouldn't last. We've had a few, few yeah. cases where they have lasted. But in, if she, I guess it's m most significant if, if she w wanted to have kids or, or yeah. someone at that age wanted to I have kids. I just think if you, if you only have to look at Ronnie Wood, I mean, he looks bad enough with clothes on. I can't imagine what it looks like with clothes off. Mm. 
It's not going to look great, is it? It doesn't I mean, look great. I like it. I'm a bit of an Adonis in bed. Yeah. <laughs> Provided yeah. you don't have any light bulbs on at all, it's all done by the glow of the candle. <laughs> <laughs> Anything more than that, you're in, you're in dead trouble, I'm afraid, in my bedroom. Uh, Linda says, did you see uh, the Brambles on Loose Women at the beginning of the week when they were bickering over Kate Winglet's performance at the Golden Globes? She broke up the arguing by pointing out that she was, in fact, the only one of them to have actually been to the Golden Groves. The Golden Gloves. What a slap in the face for Linda Bellingham and Denise Welsh, whose acting skills have never taken them to such dizzy heights. Well, they're fairly successful actresses, aren't they? I, th- I like Linda, actually. I'm not a big fan of Denise Welsh. I don't know why. I mean, I, I get the feeling she's a manic depressive all the time. She looks as though she's manically depressed. <laughs> she depresses me, I know that. Can't help it, I suppose. Um, Alan says, I need to get my son Alex out of bed to go to religious studies. He says he wants to listen to you. Well, I think that's absolutely right. Th- this actually could be seen as a religion. I'll, yeah, I wouldn't sort of. Have, yes. Uh, on the subject of Ronnie Biggs, I was wondering, says Jane, in Haynaught, whether the 10,000 petitioners who want Ronnie to go into a care home would like to pay for his care, as they're obviously concerned about him. Yeah, this is a, a difficult one, isn't it? Not well, really. You think it's a no-brainer, uh, you should just stay Absolutely no-brainer, yes. Yes. It's funny that the Great Train Robbie was, has always had something romantic about it, hasn't it? The, the people always featured had, in the had so much affection for the... Great rock and roll swindle, the Sex Pistols film. Yes. They great went over film, there and he was, a, he was a celebrity until he became ill and then he decided that the care uh, that he got over there wasn't as good as the care he could get here. Mm. So that, that's what he did, which is a great shame. Yeah. Listen, we have to take uh, a very short break. We'll have some more from the uh, papers. Chris is with us until... Uh, ten o'clock this morning. Lovely day, though, actually. Look, I mean, the sun is actually... Yeah. I've even... I brought my sunglasses yeah, and some... By the time you leave, it'll be nice and bright. Oh, I put them on anyway. All right. Because I'm a celebrity. Don't get recognised. Uh, well, I don't want to be... Re- no, it's also... I tell you for what, I, I don't... I don't do sunlight very well. I don't know why. I'm actually... Years of working overnight. My, my eyes are quite sensitive. So I like putting on sunglasses. If, if I actually went out of the house and didn't have them, I'd have to turn around and go back. I'm that bad. I'm also that big a celebrity. <laughs> Morning, everybody. 26 minutes to 10. It's Steve Allen's Sunday breakfast. And, uh, Steve, what paper is Carol and Boyfriend in, says Jenny in Battersea? Um, News of the World, News of the World. I'll uh, check. OK. Uh, here, I'll tell you what, Steve, as ever you're right, Carol McGiffin's bloke is absolutely not attractive, and he's definitely in it for a bit of attention, a little bit of fame. <laughs> he is attractive. <laughs> he's not. He is. Uh, <laughs> and she looks just stunning in her bikini in the picture. She looks great. Even the producer's gone, d- 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 jaw drops to table. She looks stunning in a bikini. I always had a thing for Carol, and then when I got well, to Well, I've work got something here. for Carol as well. It's called the River Thames, but, you know, <laughs> we don't want to see her in it just yet. It's page 31 <laughs> of The Mirror. Page 31 of The Mirror. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, 84850, all the Fosters in London, to all the Fosters in Kent. We love your show. Um... Uh, canal boats are blissful, says Kate. Well, they are if they're double width. I've seen they did it on the television once. They had a double width one, and that looked quite nice. That's about £100,000. Wow. Yeah, I could cope with one of those. That's more yeah. like a liner. I think that is actually <laughs> a liner. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. But so, some of the thin ones, no, a little bit too thin, I'm afraid. Uh, Jan is off to buy the teeny tinies. Don't forget, only Marks and Spencers and only the big Marks and Spencers. Uh, for these little tiny tangerines. Yes. Can't get them anywhere else. Uh, Steve, is Graham Norton playing Alba in Carjo Foll? Yes. And uh, he'll be in conversation with me next week on the programme. That'd be next a good week one. on the programme, yeah. Uh, see, I've heard that the Chinese tangerines have very fine worms. No, they don't. No, they, no. Prob- well, if they're very fine, I've eaten them all and I've had no impact <laughs> whatsoever. How much are they? They're £2.99. 
See, I know everything. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the absolute font of all knowledge. Of all Marks and Spencer's knowledge. <laughs> they sell them at M&S in Westfield, says Sally. So Sally's off to have those ones, which is quite nice. And on the subject of them, Bryn has said, I'm taking a few seconds off, looking up all the answers in the Daily Telegraph crossword. Anne loves the tiny tangerines. And they used to have a... These are even smaller than those ones. M&S have got it just right. They're the sweetest fruit route, and we too love them. So he's going off to a water rats meeting tonight under the guidance of uh, new king rat, Graham Cole. Tony Stamp of the Bill. Should be a good lodge meeting. You enjoy that. Give him our love. Because he did write to me, Bryn, and uh, said we must sort of get together for lunch or something. It's quite nice, isn't it? Very nice. I could be indoctrinated into that. <laughs> 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 Steve, I had just turned the radio off. Just as you say, it helps you sleep better and the weight falls off. Cutting out alcohol. Cutting out alcohol. Uh, easier said than done. You think it... Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to stop drinking during the week. Yeah, easier said than done. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm managing all right so far. Are you? Yeah. yeah I keep thinking, oh, but by Tuesday. You think so? Yeah, I find it, I find it quite hard. Working yeah. funny hours as well. You sort of tend to... Your lunchtime is, is most people's evening, so... Yes, you're right, actually. It's a bit of an excuse. Chris Hawkins has exactly the same problems as the rest of us, <laughs> which is we're all, we're all human and we just can't do these things. No. 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 I am trying. I've done better this year. I have cut down a bit on the booze, and it does it does start to notice. It does start to notice. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 going to not drink during the week and just drink Friday night. Yeah. Make up for it on a Friday night. Yeah. Friday night and Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) But normally, I I would go out for dinner on a Friday, and I would have you know a glass of wine, bottle of wine, something like that. (laughs) Two bottles of wine. They should make those bottles bigger, shouldn't they? Exactly. (laughs) How silly. You know, they go, "You're drinking two bottles of wine." Well, if they made them bigger, it would only be one. (laughs) You'd be able to stay in on Friday nights and watch Jonathan Ross again as of this coming Friday. Do I, I, I do watch watch Jonathan Ross. I just don't think he's going to recover from this one. Be interesting to see how it goes. Looks yes. like Tom Cruise is definitely going to be on. Yeah, but to, to be honest with you, Tom Cruise is a boring so-and-so. He's only on there plugging a film. So it's not like he's on there for any other reason apart from plugging, is it Valkyrie, mm. I think? Yeah. Also, Countdown being back. Have you been watching it? I have watched a bit. Unfortunately, poor uh, Jeff Stelling has had his teeth done. And every time he says an S, he whistles. <laughs> is that what? Which, which is quite <laughs> nice. But I, of course, I thought it was tinnitus. So I'm sitting in front of the television, thinking, oh, "There's something going the matter with my ears here." And it's him whistling. <laughs> he's great. I think I really like him. Do you? Very endearing character. I don't yeah. like the set. The set's cold. The set is very cold. You're right. Yeah. Banged your head then, didn't you? Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's, I, I think blue is very cold. I know we're surrounded by blue here. Is it, is it, in theory, a calming colour, or is that why it's blue in here? Do you know, I'd have to ask Richard Park about that, because he's probably been in, well, actually, we've probably both been in as many studios, but I don't know why every studio I've ever been in is blue. Yeah. Carpet blue, dark, light blue. I yeah. don't know, I've got no idea why. There will be a think tank that can explain it. Yes, yeah, so the, well, there's probably a think tank that came up with this blue in the first place. Well, look, the sun's shining. Yeah. It's nice. Over Leicester Square, isn't well, it? Like the the On the subject of smoking, Julie, Julie says, uh, read Alan Carr's Easy Way to Stop Smoking makes quitting super easy. I just stopped. I just stopped. I was just very, very lucky, and I stopped, and I've not had one since. Mainly because I know that it's so addictive that if I had one now, I'd be back on it. And, and uh, I would probably do 60 a day, I'm afraid. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Subject of sandals. You have sandals, don't you? No, I do not. I'm sure I've seen you wearing sandals. No, I've got flip-flops. Yes. But only on holiday. 
There's no Jerry, excuse for sandals. Well, Jerry says, why did you have to say that about men wearing sandals? I've battled to get my old man into sandals for the last ten years because of a foot problem. I succeeded. He's been wearing them for two months. Now he's throwing them in the bin. <laughs> I can't bear them because unless you've got really nice nails and manicured feet and you don't have fungal problems and everything else, you know, you shouldn't be wearing sandals. I think they're horrible. It's an Australian thing. And they, they, if you have got mangled feet, the, the last thing you, you should be doing is wearing socks with your sandals. Don't, don't try and get socks and sandals even worse. Socks. I'm sorry. Also, I'm exactly the same for those people wearing the silly little girly socks that aren't really a proper pair of socks inside <laughs> trainers. They're half socks. They're my Worn by socks. wusses, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> They're not normal. Get them to wear proper socks. White. Uh, <laughs> oh, in the, uh, in the traps at, uh, at Walthamstow, as was, Mutcher, Ulrika, Gillian Telfort, Jade Goody, Victoria Beckham and Colleen Nolan. What a line-up. <laughs> yeah, what a line-up, eh? Whoa! My goodness me. Who let the dogs out? Did whoop, you see whoop, whoop. Celebrity Come Dine with me? Oh, I do. I love the programme. I love it great. even when it's not celebrities. Paul Ross was on it this week. Paul, Paul Ross was fab. I mean, yeah. it's like Abby living Titmuss. in a Wendy house. Yeah. In his house. Ab Abby Titmus, so out of her depth. I mean, clearly, out she couldn't she couldn't pick up on any of the funny bits. She hasn't done it. She can hardly say, "Does anybody want to see my porno film that I made with John Leslie?" Because we've all seen it, and frankly, you weren't much good in that. <laughs> and uh, and, there's, and there's nothing else. Except, oh, you know, here is my nursing outfit. That's about the most exciting thing about Abby Titmus. Yeah, I wouldn't ever go to Leslie Joseph's house for food. No, she no quite definitely not. Can't cook. <laughs> no, and would great you. character. I tell you. What, the food is raw. It's lamb. It's raw. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it's such a great show. The voiceover on it is yes, fabulous, isn't yeah. it? I, I just like the whole programme. Yeah. Because in, if, if, did you watch the early ones? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Some of the early ones were hilarious. When people didn't really know what was expected, they just had to cook. That's right, and yeah. this woman did ice, as, as her dessert, it was ice cream with Maltesers. <laughs> she thought that was exotic. <laughs> then somebody else exotic, turned yes. up with tinned fruit. <laughs> tinned fruit with squirty cream on it. And he put it on the floor. I mean, there's some horrible kitchens. Mm. Horrible kitchens. But I, I, I love the programme. Yeah, it's a great show. Really great Bill show. Bill Buckley's done it. Yes, he has. I yes. saw that one. Yeah. yeah. He's, he said that he's only kept in touch with, I think, one of the other contestants. We don't want to hang around with these people. No. <laughs> They're not normal. I should have, Paul, Paul Ross at least went to the effort of putting on a firework display. Oh, yeah. You see, I'm, I mean, that, that would win me over straight away. A firework display. But the food, the food looked okay. Yep. I didn't think... Who was the footballer in it? Uh... Marsh. Rodney Marsh. Rodney Marsh. He couldn't cook for toffee. He's funny, though, wasn't he? He was, he was quite funny, but he couldn't cook. Quite clearly. Uh, I thought Kerry Katona says Ray was bankrupt. How can she afford holidays abroad? Mm. Uh, well, it could be the husband paying. Could be the husband. I mean, I don't understand it either. I think she owes thousands. Uh, Steve, if you can't be dealing with people in sandals, what do you wear on holiday? Well, I don't wear sandals, that's a fact. <laughs> do you wear flip-flops? Uh, no, I wear, um... I wear, um... I can't remember what they're called. Reef. Uh... No. Reef. Reefs? Reefs. No. no, boating shoes. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, you know which are made by Timberland. Timberland make them. I don't wear sandals. Not the rubber ones, the... No, I don't wear those rubber ones. ones. What, those, oh, those horrible Crocs? Crocs. Oh, it, yeah. no. <laughs> they're, they're, oh, no. I tell you. If anybody comes to any of my shows wearing Crocs, I'm going to show you the door. <laughs> you, it should not be allowed, I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, no, it's a horrible idea. What do you wear? You I wear sandals, don't you? No, I wear flip-flops. Now, I yeah. bought flip-flops. Well, it depends where I am, as well, obviously. <laughs> well, the kids were in flip-flops, and I thought, because when I was younger, I used to run around in flip-flops, so I bought them. I've taken the skin off my feet. Yeah. I've seriously, <laughs> between, between my toes and the, the rubber rubbing, yeah. oh, the agony. Mm. Seriously, seriously, seriously dangerous for me. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I don't want to... <laughs> there are more dangerous, I think. But... Somebody says, I usually agree with everything you say. This is Brian in poor old Basingstoke. 
Yeah, Basing Stokes gain our loss. He says, uh, but I and many others think Top Gear is the best programme on television. Maybe it's too complicated. I think it's naff. It's wonderful. It's naff. It's, it's great. It's a middle-aged bloated blokes, Brian. And it's even who better. Who sit there with hair that's too it's long. even better since <laughs> they've given James May an even bigger role in the presentation. Because oh. he is just genius. He's oh, so funny. No. I think he lives out your way, Chiswick way. No, they? I think so. Oh, yeah. God, I'm moving. Takes his cat to the pub, I believe. Oh, even worse. I believe so. Paul in South End says, just for your info, there's more than one Stig. Oh, right, that is possible. He says, the position is shared by several drivers, and that's one of the reasons the identity is kept a secret. I know one of the drivers. You see, that's possibly not true, because I don't think... I, I, maybe, but... Yeah. I bet a lot of ex-drivers, ex-Formula 1, 2, 3 drivers, oh, would right. all say that they are the Stig. Mm. Yesterday, Steve, one of your presenters asked listeners to finish the sentence, you know you're posh when? when? So somebody emailed in, you know you're posh when you drive a Bentley and live in Twickenham. There you go, then. I must be posh. Too yeah. posh to push. Eight four eight five zero. Steve at lbc.co.uk. On the subject of Boy George, everybody seems to have forgotten his brother was in prison several years ago. Mm. I don't remember that, yeah. was he? Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. Is that the brother who was outside the court shouting, or was that I another one? I don't know, actually. I don't know. But oh, do right. read the book. I, I think it's, it's just great, and it talks a lot about how tough it was when he first came to London and growing up, what kind of family life he had, oh, right. and then getting famous, and his appearance in the A-Team. Do you remember? I don't remember. At the height of his fame, he no. made a guest appearance in the A-Team. Really? Yeah. <laughs> how come you remember things I don't? That was a big deal at the time. Really? Yeah. I turned oh I turned on the other day because they had a friends episode and it was the typical american way of doing it and it was friends in london Oh, yes, I remember that. And, of course, as they walk out of the hotel, what does the camera do? It pans in over the top to give you the clear shot of the free bit of advertising <laughs> for the hotel that they stayed in, <laughs> and then pans slowly down, and I thought, that's how you've all got the free things. Richard Branson turns up as a stallkeeper, so that's how they got their free flights. And then, to add insult to injury, dreary old Sarah Ferguson turns up. That's right, I'd forgotten that, Oh, yeah. my Godfathers. Talk about wooden. It was like the whole of Sherwood Forest had converged in front of the camera at the same time. <laughs> it was just awful. <laughs> anyway, talking of awful, uh, let's find out the state of the roads this morning. It's Bill Sheldrake. Oh, sharp. Sharp as a knife. It's unbelievable. You know, I've swallowed two lemons this morning. Well, well I can say it's a good job I'm not sensitive. That's all I can say. Oh, uh, you're not a medium, are you? Uh, no, no. All right, good. Steve Allen. Don't forget, Darren's with us after the news at ten this morning. So if you've got a question relating to uh, to a gadget, or you want to know about something, or something's not doing what it's supposed to be doing, then you can email and uh, text us just after ten o'clock this morning. Chris Hawkins is here, and Jeff says, "I remember you saying you had patches to help you stop." Oh, it's Iris. Sorry, obviously had a sex change very quickly, Iris. Um, I did first time round. I put patches on and then became addicted to the patches. <laughs> and then I remember coming in one morning and going, "I'm got a patch on." Oh no! And then I learned to smoke with the patches. Oh, right. Which is, which is fatal, so you get the d double, double hit. Bubble, yeah. Double bubble on that one. Mm. Uh, Steve, the reason the phone box didn't whisk you away is because it was a K6. Oh, right. The K2 on the second link was the one used in the Harry Potter film. Sadly, there are only 228 left of the K2s in London, says Steve. How do people know this? Uh, Different strange. sorts of phone boxes. <laughs> you, you worry me, Steve. Yeah. I thought K2 was a mountain as well. I also thought it was something... No, that was K9, wasn't it, that turned up in the uh, Doctor Who things? Yes. Isn't that odd? I've, I've never, ever wanted to climb a mountain. 
No. Why don't they just cut out the middleman, save you exhausting yourself and falling into crevasses? Why don't you just take a helicopter to the top, drop you off up there and wave, have a picture taken and go home again? I remember when we were at school, we had to do mountain climbing, we had to do rock climbing, we had to do potholing as well. That is one of the oh, least pleasurable activities get, no. I've I ever love, engaged I love in. watching it, but oh, frankly, it looks frightening. Underneath the ground, yeah. some of these caves that open up look fantastic. Yeah. But it's a little hole you've got to squeeze there. through. Yeah, I remember our teacher saying, right, I'll be back in a moment, just all of you wait here like we could go anywhere. But some <laughs> of them are in pitch darkness, aren't they? Yeah, it was horrible. It was frightening. No, it's never appealed to me. Uh, a short while ago, LBC had one of these bonding weekends where they took away some of the senior management. Not enough, as far as I was concerned. And, uh, and they all had to bond. And at one point, they had, like, a telegraph pole mm. with a little platform at the top, and they had to pull themselves up the telegraph pole, the height of it, stand on the platform, and then pull the other ones up. So in the end, you had three people, I think, on a telegraph pole, all holding on to each other. Well, I felt physically sick looking at it. What a laugh. God, that's Is awful. It, it what? Is that... Yes, exactly, because then you imagine somebody coming along with either a chainsaw or an axe, you know, cutting it down. But three of them, <laughs> they have to pull the other ones up, and they all stand there holding onto it on a little platform. Do these activities still exist, these we Yes, absolutely. Team it's, building. It's apparent it's team building. Yeah. Do they still do it? I, I don't they know. They do, absolutely. Well, we did. Right. <coughs> I don't think we should do it under global. I mean, the idea of actually getting three fat, overweight people on top of a telegraph pole is laughable <laughs> in the extreme. <laughs> it's not going to happen at all. Do you ever use the 118 numbers? You know... One, one, eight, one, one, eight. Yeah. No. 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 They've gone Isn't up in price. Isn't it funny how we've all stopped using directory inquiries? Yeah. I don't use it anymore. They've gone up in price again. Have so they? You'd think that they'd want to be more competitive because people get their numbers off the internet now, mainly, I would have thought. Yeah. Uh, but now they're going up to £1.7 a call for, for, for one, £1. For one number. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I just got my new flip, my little p email gadget. Loving right. it. Yeah. Does that email show me? Yeah. Does that email? Yeah. All right. It's the first flip one. Oh, right. Oh, it's, oh it's, got, it's got a clock on the outside. Yeah. That's clever, isn't it? It's good, isn't it? It's nice. Oh, I like that. It's not, how much are these? Very light, isn't it? Yeah, it's, there's nothing to it Nothing at all. to it. I've, I've still got a lumbering old iPhone, I'm afraid. I was going to get the iPhone, but they yeah. say the email's better on these than oh, really? on the iPhone. Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, right. That's what they say, yeah. I've, I find it's exactly the same on here. Right, well, on emails, that's what I I'm get, told. Because um, I'm on three, I get like that. Yeah. Yeah, but they say it's much more instant. You don't have to refresh. Oh, right. W with this one. My brother keeps sending me strange emails. I never understand what he's saying half the Is time. Is he trying to get 10 million? No, he has. He has hands free in the car, and by God, don't you know about it? Hello. <laughs> Whenever you're bored in the car. I can't hear a word he says. Pick up the phone. <laughs> Got a long journey. Ring all your friends. Let's, I have a friend who does that. Every time, yeah. I can always tell he's on a long journey. <laughs> Steve, you should watch Top Gear to get tips on what car to have, says David in Hertfordshire. Yeah, you could change your Bentley for a Ford Focus. That's true, actually. Clementines, not tangerines. No, no, no. Sadly, not. These are these are tangerines, not clementines. Uh, eight for eight five zero. Oh, Stephen LBC dot UK. I've got loads of these things here. Deck shoes. They're called. Says yes, of course they are. Yeah. Deck shoes. Uh, Tim says, "Where'd you go on holiday? Anywhere that you're probably not going." He says, "I've heard Jersey's nice. I don't think so." Um, Thanks for saying Tom Cruise is flipping dull, dull, dull. These actors are so boring. It oh. is true. Why do you, yeah, he might be he might be good looking, shot from the right side. But frankly, he's as boring as heck. Big big star though. Think of a bad film that he's made. Yes, quite hard. He's made a lot of big films, a lot of good films. Who? Tom. Tom. Yeah. He's also made a lot of turkeys. Not that many. Well, I think loads. Oh well, I think we'll, loads. We'll disagree on that. <laughs> uh, Steve says, Teresa, thank you for making me laugh. 
Um, Steve, can you think of anything to do in the Twickenham area? The thing is, I'm skint. Shoplift. That's fairly popular around our way. Oh, no, so the students, they start tomorrow again from that. <laughs> Which have a lot of shoplifting. Do you? Yes. Oh, God, yes. Woolworths was notoriously bad for these students who would shoplift sweets. Pick a mix. Yes. Didn't they? They would just walk past and, and pick up sweets and handfuls of sweets. Lo- local school children. I'm I sure. watched them. Handfuls I'm sure of they must have budgeted out. for the sweets go- going... Well, probably. Probably, actually. To be honest with you, I've got no idea, but I do know that if if people keep pinching, eventually the price goes up. Yeah, of course. Because we all all pay for it. So, apart from uh, the dreary Vicky Beckham in the paper, I mean, frankly, if she could do tricks like this, perhaps he would have stayed with her a bit longer. What's she done? Bent over backwards and stretched her neck? What's she bending leaning backwards? Yeah. I mean, it's a very silly position. I don't know what it's supposed to prove, Vicky, but frankly, if you... I mean, I can't imagine how much makeup was troweled on to achieve that look in the airbrushing. Because he quite clearly doesn't find her that very attractive, really. It's like she's never got anything much to do with her time. She hasn't. She hasn't. It's it's a shame. So it's Bendit like Mrs Beckham, (laughs) but just not attractive, I'm afraid. Because you see them out and you know they don't look like this in real life. Yeah. You know Ashleen from Big Brother? Remember that one, Ashleen? Ashleen Horgan. Wallace or something. He's going to... Marry Mike Tyson. Good. Yeah. He'll take another one off the uh, off the shelf. He's Good. proposed to her. Really? Yeah. He's and got what? no money though, has he? Didn't he lose sixty million? If even if he did, I would imagine he's probably got a few quid stores. I think he's actually well because he, he only goes for tarty sort of girls. This would be wife number three. If yeah. they actually get all, married. all the ones he's been with before have been, and the girls he hangs around with, they generally sort of line up those sort of girls mm. who like going to parties and putting out. Yeah, he's quite a frightening looking character. Look at him. He is quite Convicted frightened. rapist, isn't he, I believe? Don't know about convicted, but, but... I think Mike Tyson was convicted rapist. I'll let you say that. Yes, I'm pretty certain he was, absolutely. Yeah, I you're right. I think yes, together, I think in America. Because I remember somebody, somebody writing saying he's a hero to many people. I thought, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. CACAP is on the back pages of the papers as well. What is? CACAP. hundred million pounds. CACA? Manchester City. I thought that was that stuff that turned up in... What was that Essex Tesco the other day? (laughs) Where they banned that girl from Tesco. She walked in there wearing Wellington boots covered in manure. And they went, (laughs) oi, out. And so she went, oh, I don't want to go out. Because, you know, and she was covered in manure all over. Really? Don't walk through a food store covered in manure. Silly girl. No, Kaka. Kaka could be the, the most he? expensive footballer of all time. Back page of the Mirror, for example. He's been running all week, this story. And he could be sold to Manchester City for £100 million. Pounds. I thought we were in a recession. £100 million, isn't that? £100 million. Ka- yeah. Who is he, though? Kaka. He's a great footballer. Is that his name? What's plays his first for, name? Eric. Plays for AC Milan. I think Kaka was a nickname that his brother gave to him. Yeah. When he was a kid. And it's stuck. Oh. I think I'm right saying it. But, yes, £100 million. Is he going to get something like 200 grand a week? Maybe up to half a million a oh, week? I think that's disgusting. <laughs> Isn't it disgusting? I think it's absolutely disgusting. Yeah. £100 million? Pounds. Yes. Yeah. Mm, and know. it looks like it might happen this week. I think somebody said the other week that uh, Paul, Paul Gascoigne was going back into football. Really? That's what? I've got no idea. Maybe he'll be one of those mascots. Yes, I don't even think he's a mascot now, I'm yeah. afraid. Uh, uh, Phil, the plasterer from the flatlands of Lincolnshire, is working in London at the moment. Desperate for something to listen to. Stumbled upon you. Fantastic. I'll have you on the television when I get home. You can get us on the television. I now can't. Is it 0124, the channel we're on? Is it 0124 we're on? Yeah. On Sky. So that's good. Or failing that, if you've, if you've got a computer, you just uh, click onto the LBC Listen Live. And it works every morning, five till seven. Thank you. And <laughs> Sunday mornings as well. Yeah. Always here. Always here. Uh, tangerines are on offer at Morrison's, says Jackie. Not these ones. Not the tiny tangerines. They're only available in Marks and Spencers. Only. They're not available anywhere else. Not, they're not as tiny as these little things. I've seen tiny tangerines. These are even 
tiny, tiny ones, aren't mm. they? I mean, yeah, they're like marbles. Like marbles, they are. Like a dobber. About the size of a dobber. A dobber? What's a dobber? They were the big marbles, weren't they? The dobbers? Were they? I think so. Dobbers? Yeah. Is that, I mean, I, is that the expression, I'll dob you one or something? I don't know is if it's connected or not, but yeah, maybe a it is. A dobber? Yeah, when I was at I school. Oh, a dibber was something that you made holes in the, before you put your uh, seeds in. No, it was a, yeah, that's right. That but was a, a dibber. Dobber. Oh, now I, it's made me think, have I got the right word? Because I haven't said that word since I was at school. terribly rude now to people who live in Dobland or something. No, I'm fairly, I'm fairly <laughs> sure dobbers. that the big marbles were called yes. dobbers. Yeah. Don't be a dobber. Oh, someone back me up on this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've never heard <laughs> of it. I'm sure I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> You've used it, yes. Dobber. I've never even heard of it before. A dobber. And they, dobber. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, we, we, right. we, shall, we shall never know. We'll have to no. let Chris Hawkins wander off into the wild blue yonder. Yeah. And have a lovely day. Play marbles. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You're most welcome. Until the time. Thank you. Morning, everybody. It's nice to have your company. It's coming up to four minutes past ten. It's Steve Allen's Sunday breakfast. It's LBC 97.3. Don in Ventnor on the Isle of Wight. Says that Boise spin-off, Steve, is the worst sitcom ever. You must be having a wind-up, unless you're also responsible for the canned laughter. Are you? I quite like it, actually. I do quite like it. Why are film flops called turkeys, says Simon in Notting Hill Gate? Yeah, if only I knew. And who makes the flip? Who makes the flip? I don't know. We have no idea. No idea. Uh, John in Wembley Park, he says, uh, Am I unusual? I'm stopping smoking without seeking help. That's good. Very, very good indeed. If you want to stop smoking, you will. Big marbles, marbles are dobbers. Big multicoloured marbles. So there you go. Uh, Steve, I bought a TV Dolby Digital in a car boot sale. Can't get it working. What sort of TV is this? <laughs> it's probably a, a rip-off TV, I should imagine, because Darren's back with us again. Morning. Good morning. So... Well, why did they sell it at the car boot? Yes, I, was, I, w I would never buy anything at a car boot that had the word electrical on it, because unless you can either see it working or you can test it, uh, don't. Don't. Graham Cole, thank you for the uh, great plug, as usual. He said, about to blow up a car in a stunt for the bill, but having a laugh with you while I prepare. So the next time you, see, you turn on the bill and you see the car stunt that blows up, you'll know that Graham was doing it. Even as we <laughs> we, we, were, we were doing the programme here, he was he was getting ready to blow it up. Thank you for that, Graham. I wish you a pleasant day as well, and uh, you have a nice meet. Come, oh, blummy, you're going to be tired tonight, aren't you? You're going to water rats do as well. The Very flip tired. video, by the way, is made by um, Flip Video. <laughs> flip Video. Yes, if you go to stevealanshow.com, there's a link on it there. Okay. Right. right. Got an iPod for Christmas, says Joe in Woodford. Put all my CDs on it. How do I delete the ones I've decided I don't want? When you plug your iPod slow. back in to the computer yeah it will appear the ipod as one of the attached devices right and then you look at the music on the left hand side on the ipod don't get confused by looking at the music on the computer then highlight the albums you want to delete and that's it done you can't okay. work this one out either, can no you? i can't work it out because i've got doubles i've got five versions of hark the herald <laughs> but the trouble is i like them all <laughs> so i'm not really prepared to get rid of so them well, at all on your ipod when you're in the home now, these days to keep you quiet i still can't get over the fact that a little tiny thing like that has got <laughs> thousands and thousands of songs on it i mean i find it amazing where do they go i mean what are they on i mean i understand how tape works because it's magnetic tape on the but big one i don't one, understand in an what's in an ipod if i dismantled my ipod now what you'd find in your one the big one yeah is a little ba rechargeable battery yeah and a little spinning hard drive if you buy the little ones, you know, the really small ones, yeah. that's called a flash drive. There are no moving parts in it. Right. But yours is a moving parts. It's got a spinning disc. If you listen to it, you'll hear it spinning around. But what's actually recording all these songs? The hard drive. 
Really? Yeah, you just it's like a computer but being miniaturized. But right. on the little tiny like the nano, that's a, called flash drive, right. which is solid state, no moving parts at all. Right. And it's just data recorded. So in, inside my iPhone here, there's a spinning thing. No, that's got a flash. Oh. That's a flash drive. Oh right, that's a tiny one. Well, right. be, everything will be on flash drives eventually because really? spinning spinning hard drives go wrong more often than flash hard, right. hard oh, drives. Thanks. But eventually, <laughs> eventually they'll all go wrong. Uh, sorry, eventually all computers will be taken over with uh, flash. Oh really? Oh, yeah. God, that's all I need. Uh, Steve, I need to buy a small television. Choice between LG, Goodman's, or Samsung. Go to the oh, shop. Go have to a look the shop. At the different types of. But uh, remember, they'll quality. all be showing you HD quality. HD quality because they'll be playing. That's why all the televisions have got the same picture showing because a lot of times it's a it's a CD or DVD they're Blue playing. Usually. So that's why a lot of people buy them, take them home, and go, oh, it doesn't look as good as it did in the shop, because you're not watching the same as the shop was playing. Well, the way to do that when you get home, you either get uh, the new satellite dish, the free one that's got BBC HD on it and ITV, or you can get Sky HD and watch BBC One and the various HD channels. And if you get a Blu-ray player, either in a PS3 or some of the cheaper standalone ones, you'll get full HD quality. Right. But remember, when you're watching it through an ordinary aerial on a big plasma or LCD television, there will be pixelation. Right. So you need to sit further away. The bigger the screen, the further away you have to sit. Right. Otherwise you see all the little pixelation marks. Right. Okay. So don't think that you could just go out and buy a 60-inch television if you've only got a very small sitting room. If you've got a six-foot living room and a 50-inch television, it's, it's not going to work. No, it's not. You're not going to see anything. It's no. going to hurt your eyes a lot. Yeah. Uh, Noreen says, I too stopped smoking 60 a day, worked out what it was costing whilst listening to a budget 20 years ago, saved a few bob. Of which Brian has proceeded to eat ever since. I don't want people to give up smoking. It means we'll have to pay more tax. Yes. Keep sm smoke more. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. All right. Everyone, smoke more. smoke more. The more you smoke, the less tax we have to pay. Okay. Oh, oh I, you know, I'm glad the producer's in. Oh, really? I'd love a cup of tea. I'll tell you what, no, I'll tell you what I'll have. I'll tell you what I'll have. Um, <laughs> it's going to hit me. Um, <laughs> I feel like Michelle. Anyway, um, I'll have a cup of coffee. I'll have I'll have one of those cappuccinos out of the out of the machine. Put lots of sugar in it. No, don't put any sugar. No, don't put any sugar <laughs> in today. Uh, Jennifer says, "I know you receive hundreds of messages, but could you play? Please say happy birthday to my mother, Betty Mason of Richmond, who's been a fan of yours since you were knee high to a transistor. We're having lunch with friends at the Petersham Hotel. Mm, very posh. Happy birthday, Betty. Ninety-three. Lord, woman. I hope you get through the first course." <laughs> Three million Windows users have been hit by a worm again. That's another What worm. is it with people with Windows? I don't know. Update your computer. If you haven't done it recently, do it right now while you're listening. Go to your computer. If you've got a PC, start it up. Go to Start Menu, run Windows Update, and make sure you've downloaded all the patches. Three and a half million computers have got this worm, which has been spread all over oh, the world, dear. as usual. Have they opened things up they shouldn't have done? Uh... Yes, basically. Yeah. It's too complicated so to I've explain. often said, and, and, and you see them on your spam, I get them on my spam, yeah. and it says, hi, or hello, Steve, yeah. or something like that. No, and they don't usually use your name. They'll do, they'll well, I got you... my name on one of them the other day. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's why I was surprised. But normally it's hi, or hello again. On the bank ones. Never open them. Never open any... The bank will never send you an email saying, please renew your username and no, password. Exactly. Never, ever follow the but link. Also, anything that says hi, if you don't recognise the thing, and it's generally a sort of a name, quasi-name with a few numbers attached to it, you don't know these people. But do run the update and then make sure your antivirus is up to date and then run that as well and it will see if it's got that virus and sorry it's a worm this time yes it's well dawn has had the vundo virus uh, yes well on their pc for a few weeks has darren heard of it and if so does he know how to get rid of it they've tried 
AVG Free, yeah. Zone Alarm Security Suite, Vundo Fix, Nothing Norton Internet Security, uh, Spybot Search and Destroy. Nothing's worked. It's still really stubborn, she How says. How do you spell Vundo? V-U-N-D-O. Yeah. Let's have a look. And nothing works. In fact, on Spybot, detects and claims to remove it, but it soon returns. Norton Internet Security detect detects and claims to remove it, but it soon returns. It's actually a Trojan, which is a, oh, a thing that gets into the back door of your computer, and it's known <laughs> to cause pop-ups and sa some advertising for anti-spyware. Producer's in a very funny mood today, what's the matter with him? He's <laughs> <laughs> like he's on a promise. Yeah, if you go to Wikipedia, actually, <laughs> there's an explanation on there. Oh, is there? Yeah. Just I bet you she's now. probably tried that. Um... It's actually quite a vicious little thing, because yeah. it can take away things like Spybot as well. Yeah. Well, that's what she's finding. Oh, dear. So... But if the worst comes to the worst, back up any important data you've got onto your computer, mm. any photos or music, and any emails and the address book. Right. And then reformat it with the discs that came with it. That sometimes is the only, uh, way. But, um, just scanning the entry on... No, just remember as well, with Wikipedia, yeah. anyone can change Wikipedia. You might find yes. you're doing something worse or go to the semantic website and right. they'll have an explanation on how to remove it as well okay. type in semantic go to their website type in the name of the virus and they'll give you a full explanation okay i, I also uh, apologize to everybody who wrote in after the podcast this week uh because i did mention i was going to tell the story of the woman who ate her grandmother and uh and i never actually got around to doing it on the podcast i'm ever so sorry the story is this i was working in a in a place. I don't want to identify too much of it, but we had a lovely lady working there as, uh, as a receptionist. And she was Indian. And uh, we'd known her for many, many years. And in fact, she used to work on LBC as well. And at some point, her, uh, her grandparents, I think, or the family in India, sent her over a big box of herbs and spices and everything else. And so she made a Christmas cake with it. And, uh, well, she thought that's what it was all there for, until she got a letter about three weeks after that saying, by the way, after your grandmother died, we actually put a small packet of her ashes in. <laughs> so what she'd inadvertently done is cooked some of the ashes of her grandmother into the Christmas cake. Nobody ever complained about it, though, it has to be said. So that, that was the story of the woman who ate her, her grandmother. Uh, another one here. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, Darren, I bought a few days ago, this is Jason from Ascot, uh, from, from an e-buy, an HP 2133 netbook in haste. It had been opened, but had not realised Linux... Linux. Linux SUS is so different from Windows. Oh, yes. The retailer refuses to exchange it, can they? Yeah, it depends what the terms are. Where did uh, you buy it from? He bought it from e-buyer. Well, if once you've started the computer, you've yeah. agreed to the terms and conditions of he the says, software, but you can check the terms and conditions on the website. Yeah. He says, uh, can they, as a last resort? As a last resort, how can I get Windows on it as netbooks do not have a CD drive? Would I be better with XP or Vista? They do a version with Vista Business, but everyone says Windows slows it down too much. Yeah, Vista won't be very good on a little netbook. If you can, you're going to have to buy a copy of Windows XP. Oh, you can get those quite cheap now. Okay. Yeah, if you search around, you might be able to find one on... Um, I was going to say eBay, but the trouble with buying them on eBay, you don't know whether they're legitimate or not. Yeah. Um, if you go onto the web, because it's far too complicated to tell you how to uh, uh, load it without a hard drive, you can borrow someone's external uh, DVD drive, yeah. plug that in and load it that way, or there are other ways of doing it via the net. But um, good luck. 
Oh, Read the horrible. terms and conditions and Aren't make you? sure when you buy these netbooks that it's got what you want because yeah. Linux is great if you understand. Yeah. It's a bit more basic in terms of the way the interface works. We're all used to using uh, Windows XP or the Mac operating system, so Linux is a bit more challenging. Okay. Uh, more of your questions coming in a moment, including one you can ponder on here. This is Diana. Her iPod Nano Generation 3 will not connect to the iTunes store. It keeps saying to check my connection is active, and it is. Do you have a solution? I've restored it three times already. Hopefully we'll have an answer for you in a moment. Don't check on the state of the road for it. It's Bill Sheldray. Oh. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. It's Steve Allen. Sunday breakfast. At the moment we're sorting out your gadget problems. And by golly, do you have problems. Uh, Diana's problem was that the iPod Nano Generation 3 won't connect to the iTunes store. It keeps saying, check my connection is active, and it is. Do you have a solution? I've restored it three times already. There seems to be various answers to this question. One of them, it may be your firewall that's causing the problem, mm. i.e. the firewall's blocking it iTunes blocking and connecting. It, yeah. um, make sure you've got the latest version of iTunes on your computer as well. Yes, if you've only got an old... Because, you know, sometimes mm. you go on there, Diana, and it will say, you know, version New 7 is ready. Yeah. Yes. But it's been a problem that's been going on for quite some time, having a, a look on the web for the answer yeah. for that one. But um, on the m majority of the ones, it seems to be the firewall that's causing Right, the your issue. firewall is blocking it. Turn your firewall off. Make sure you've got your mail shut so you don't mm. download any viruses while you do this or any other problem. Just turn on iTunes again very briefly and mm. see if it works that way. If it does work, you know it's the, uh, the firewall that's causing the problem. And also, if there is a, a, a latest uh, programme to download... Yeah then make sure you've downloaded that so you've got the, the current one, because it just might not be doing it. Make sure also that if you're using a wireless router, you don't have a firewall on the router and a firewall on your laptop, because they can cause problems. Right. Two. Because you've there got you two go. firewalls and you only need one. Lovely Sue, Bob's mum, is it at the moment. She says, I'm listening and loving. You're taking my mind off raging toothache. Oh. You know what, what will do it for you? And I've, I've said it time and time again. Um, and it, it ruins your life, absolutely. If you've got toothache or anything like that, it's horrible. It's like having piles, just at a different <laughs> end of your body. <laughs> it's not quite the same as having piles, I appreciate. But, uh, Nurofen Plus. And I know people have said Nurofen Plus, but I'm promising you, Nurofen Plus will take away that dull ache, because it, it's just horrid. You can't sleep, you can't do anything. Nurofen Plus. If you haven't got any, Sue, go and get some, because it's, it's almost worthwhile keeping them in the bathroom. Take two of those, or whatever it says on the, uh, the packet, and that will cure it. So I'm curing my own things here. I know, because I've had that. But always read the label. Dr. Okay. Steve Allen, PhD. Exactly. Yes. I'm like Doogie Howser. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're really. a, if you've got a spare computer at home, not your main one, but if you've got a spare one kicking around anywhere, Windows are looking for, sorry, Microsoft are looking for people to test Windows 7, which is the replacement for Vista. Right. Now, Windows 7 will be re released later in the year, mm -hmm. but you can download it free of charge at the moment from the Microsoft site and have a little play with it. Now, remember, it's a beta version, which is a testing version, so there is no support for this. If it messes up your computer, it's your problem. Right. Microsoft accept no responsibility. So don't put it on your main computer. A friend of mine did it a couple of days ago. Screwed up the computer. It did indeed. Don't put it on your main computer. <laughs> on a spare computer. Do it on a spare please. laptop that you've got knocking around on an old desktop and uh, have a little play. And remember, at the end of the beta trial, Windows 7 won't work anymore. You'll have to take it off completely. So it's seriously, if you just want a bit of fun, but nothing more than that. OK. Niall and the Angel. Went to see Mandy Patinkin on Friday night. Fantastic. Ronnie Corbett in the row behind us. Downloaded the Mandy podcast, but it had the Dave D show on it. I believe it's now been corrected, and the producer has uh, sworn. 
on his little stack of Enid Blytons that it's apparently working properly. Hillary says, I use XP at present and want to buy a laptop. Can you ask Darren if I should go for Vista or wait for Windows 7? Good question. She thought so. Yes. She thought so. Well, <laughs> the rumours so far and all the comments that have been testing that Windows 7 isn't that much different from uh, XP. Now, remember, if you go for a uh, computer now that runs XP, sorry, that runs Vista, it will be capable of running Windows 7 later in the year. However, because you've already paid for Vista, you're going to have to pay for the upgrade later in the year. We right. don't know how much that's going to be. I'd wait if I were you, if you can. Yeah, wait. Because it's best to have Listen, a newer technology. Waiting doesn't cost anything. Waiting doesn't Vista, cost. Vista, I really hate it. That's why I moved to Mac. Right. Um, oh, you're on Mac, are you? I'd never have known. <laughs> As you will be soon. Yeah. Rita says, when I first switch on my PC, I get a blue screen. Oh, if blue I screen switch it on and off again, yeah. it's fine. Each time I get the blue screen, the stop error is a different number. I've not loaded any new software or hardware. I've searched the Windows and Dell, my computer is a Dell, site for solutions, but nothing works. It's been going on for a few months. Any months. suggestions? Months. That's how long people suffer with these I problems. Know. Well, without the numbers, it's difficult to analyse it, but you must have either downloaded something, the password or a driver has been corrupted. Again, if you yes. can get into your computer, back up all the stuff you want to keep. It's worth doing this to all computers anyway after a couple of years. Back up everything that you want to keep, mm. put it in the original installation disks and start again and you have a nice clean computer okay. and that usually cures the problem. But make sure you've backed up because once you restore yes, it... Yes, make sure you back up. You lose everything. Uh, Chris Christodoulou uh, says, please ask Darren... <laughs> no, my, I'm not even going to... My accountant Fred is with me at the moment. He, he, has a, he has a problem with his Apple Mac. No, he doesn't. The problem is that every few seconds a message comes up saying Microsoft Sync Service has encountered a problem and needs to oh, close. There you go, Microsoft. The only Microsoft product running on the Apple Mac is Office 2008. Uh, more for him then. It's not the right attitude. <laughs> it's above putting Microsoft on a Mac. Are you mad? Is that what it is? Uh, reinstall Office. Reinstall Office. Yeah. Yes. Or use... So it's, it's only use accountant Fred, so we don't no, worry no, too no, much worry. about use it. Use Apple's version of Office, or download the free one. There's one called Open Office. Yes. In fact, don't waste your money on either of these programs. There's a great piece of software called Open Office. If you type it into Google, it's free, does all the things that uh, Microsoft Office does and iWorks does. If all you're doing is typing letters and stuff like that. Mm. But well, seriously, on the Microsoft one, if, if it's a problem, just uninstall it and reinstall it again. Okay. And I did see Chris yesterday at a non-eating lunch. Well, I was eating, he decided not to, because we actually said to him, don't bother eating here, it's not... Food really wasn't that great. Really wasn't that good. Uh, Chris, that enjoy the rest of your day. Then? Sorry? That was at that your was at house, my place, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> uh, now, Joe says, we have two broadband PCs and added a Mac at Christmas. I'm totally converted to the Mac, but how best should we print out from it? Buy a printer for the Mac or a converter to send stuff to the PC? Well, if you've already got a printer and it's connected to one of your Windows machines, you can just have win you can have sharing on the network. So you can share the printer with everybody. Right. On a Windows and a Mac setup. Right. Or if you really want a brand new printer, do so. But um, just set up Windows uh, printer sharing. Click on Windows. In Windows, click on uh, printers yeah. and allow them to share. And then it should appear uh, as if by magic on the network. I'm all in favour of sharing. Um, when you go to Apple... Click on, go to system preferences, click on printers, and then it will try and find the printer on the network. Okay. Don says, we just bought a Panasonic PZ81 with built-in FreeSat. It is truly an amazing TV. <laughs> we also bought the Panasonic Blu-ray 55 player, and the quality is great. It's expensive, stunning. but you get what you pay for. It is expensive, but a bit of a tip, actually. If you know all these DVD rental companies, 
Steve, yeah, uh, that you can join. We don't buy them. Pay a set m- amount a month, then you can get as many DVDs as you like. They do Blu-ray DVDs as well now. Yeah. So if you want, if you just bought yourself a Blu-ray player, you don't want to spend a fortune buying the um, discs. Yeah. Just rent them. Yes, simple as that. Oh, yeah. and, Same uh, price as the ordinary DVD. Monica says card cloning is going on at garages. I can't name the particular garage, yes, well, uh, Monica, but it years. is the most common place where cards are cloned. I never, ever, ever use a card in a garage. No. Mainly because, and I'll tell you this now, and they can sue as much as they like, I'm afraid there are more staff who circulate through garages than anything else. The owner of the garage will tell you, no, they, they don't work here anymore. What they do is they move into a garage, they'll take their own little machine, and they will clone. She had her card cloned, uh, found out somebody had used it in Canada, withdrawn over £300. Lots of people in this particular area, Hanwell, there's loads of, ga- it goes on throughout the entire country. There's one garage, they reckon they did over a million pounds in six months, cloned, because all the, and I had my card cloned in the garage, they did nine grand off me years ago. It's amazing, and all it? they do is, you actually hand the card over, they just swipe it through their little machine, give it back to you. Never, ever, A, let your card out of your sight. Secondly, don't ever use a card in a garage. If you haven't got the cash, don't bother going there, because there's more crooks working in garages than you'll ever encounter anywhere else. It's how Chip and Pim was supposed to stop all of this. Hasn't. No. Has not. Because all they'll do is find a way around it. Yeah. And it's quite... I've stood behind people and I've thought, I can see your number. Mm. I can I see your number. It's very, very simple. Put your hand over your fingers. People are embarrassed to do it. It's almost as I'm if... not. I always tell them to go, excuse me! <laughs> <laughs> I like to tell them. I like to tell them. So, no, you must be very, very careful. Yeah. Uh, iPod query very quickly. Friend gave me an iPod Nano, lots of songs already on it. Any chance I can download from the Nano to my computer or add other tracks without losing the original songs, says Sonia? Uh, there's various ways of doing it. If you yeah. go to Mac Lounge, it will give Mac you the Lounge. answer. You're not really supposed to do it, so that's all I'm going to say, because the music isn't yours. Oh, right, OK. Is it? No, it's not. So oh, if you okay. think about the legal implications. Right. But have a search around. There are Mac forums and Mac iPod Lounge. Yeah. It'll give you the bits of software you Dawn need. Dawn in going to try that thing on the, uh, the Vundo Trojan. She says, uh, it's looking like we'll have to back everything up and reinstall everything yeah, from it's scratch. Good it's good to do it's it anyway. It's such a nuisance. It's a nuisance, but it's good to do, do a nice clean and restore on your computer, yeah. whether it's a Mac or a PC, every yes. couple of years. Yes. Because it'll get rid of any of the rubbish that you've inadvertently downloaded. Gordon says, you're quite right about Mike Tyson. He is a convicted rapist and has been convicted for a number of other unpleasant crimes. Not a nice man. If you bump into him, don't challenge him for a fight. Is she converting (laughs) to Islam when she marries him? Who? I should imagine so, yes. Interesting. uh, She'll have to. On the subject of... uh, Have we got enough time quickly for this one here? Uh, My PC screen says, Dave in Holloway. It goes black after around 60 seconds. It's a Toshiba satellite. I've tried everything. Turned off all the screensavers in Windows, Toshiba power management. What can I do? Sounds like you've got a faulty screen. Yes, it does sound like a faulty yeah, screen. Toshiba. Yes, ring, yes get, get the Toshiba people out to sort it out yeah, for you. Yeah, just give them a call. Naughty people. See if there are any drivers or anything that you've installed. Do you or... need antivirus for a, a Linux mini laptop? No. 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 Oh, there you go. That was, uh, that was quick. And st- read the listener with the Trojan. A standard reformat won't work, says Stephen Croydon. You'll have to reformat the partition on the yep. side of the hard drive. Yep, not yep, an yep. easy job. No, it's not. It's not. Mm. But, but good luck. Listen, no more time. You have to be quick off the mark to get in on this part of the programme on a Sunday. But, uh, I know you've all got problems. I mean, see, the one I'm sympathising with is poor Sue Bob's mum with a toothache. As far as I'm concerned, anything else, you just chuck away and do it. But if you've got a toothache... Get someone to punch you in the face. Oh, it's horrible. It's absolutely awful. So, listen, uh, very quick break. Darren's back next week. Looking forward to it already. Thank you very much indeed. It's Steve Allen, and it's Sunday. Good heavens above. Anyway, here we go. Easter just around the corner. Doesn't seem possible, does it? <laughs> and, uh, Are and you Andrew buying me an Easter egg? 
Uh, I, I, actually, strange enough, I actually, do have a strength. I know you've given up the booze in the week, but have you given up buying fruit as well? No. Have we got little tiny... Oh, uh, yeah, but, yeah. You, you can have those. Uh, all of them. Yeah, you can have all of yeah. those. That's it, is They're it? very nice, yeah, no, that's they're very all. nice. You gave me one the other day when I gate-crashed your show. Yes. I was they in there, I was in the other studio, you see, and I thought we were off-air. You yeah, were off-air, and, we and I didn't realise. No. Just when you didn't use some of that foul builder's language I don't use that sort of language. <laughs> I don't use that sort of language. I'm a boy. Swindon people don't do that Swindon sort of thing. Swindon people. That's exactly where it emanates from. No. Swindon. How Dreadful. Are you? It's very. I'm very good, thank you. Very good. I, I, I know the it studio's is cold. It is cold. You know why? Because they paid the heating bill earlier on. No, earlier on it was too warm. Right. And it was making me drowsy. Yeah. And it affects my my uh, my diabetes up and down like a yo-yo. So I, c I can't find a happy medium. I wonder what you were going to say then. I know. But then during the week, Nick Ferrari will not have it warm because he sits here and dribbles. Sorry, sweats. And so consequently, they have to make it cold for him. Yeah, well, that's but I can't get it down that fast. He's 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 a little more substantial in girth than you and I. Just a frax, yes. Yeah. yeah, I did hear someone saying that he'd lost weight. He hasn't. You were saying he's lost no, weight. No, I thought he'd lost weight. Did no, no, he, he hasn't. Has? No. Oh, ha oh, right. I think he's put it on. I was being kind. You were fibbing. Well, I was fibbing. Yes, I was fibbing. But I, w I was being kind and fibbing. Yeah. Because I think sometimes you can say things about people, and because it's radio, nobody really cares, do they? You never say kind things about people. So why on earth you were saying something kind about Nick Ferrari? Well, you're right. Actually, I don't. And I shan't start now. No. Why should I? What why should I be about nice? Me when I'm not in the studio. Well, we don't mention you at all. <laughs> That's worse. <laughs> That's not even to be worse. Isn't it? See, not you to want? Be talked you about. so want to be talked about? I know. <laughs> I know. No, you did mention me earlier. Yes, I, I do know. mention you because you, you said that the how low ends in, in the end of my show at two. Yes. What is the prize today? In how low? Oh, it's a lovely one. It's um, it's a Nintendo Wii. You would know what to do with it. I've I've played with one. Have you? I have so. I've done bowling. If I come next door, somebody's going home with smack red ankles, all right? Just warn you now. I have Very played nice, with a Nintendo. In my, uh, niece, yeah. uh, her chap's got one, and I was terribly excited. I said, "Oh, show me what to do, because they have these on, oh, we're too on my show. We're too old. And I'm always reading out you can win one, I have really no idea mm. what you do with it. Yeah. And I played, um, tennis. Ah, you see, I actually did bowling and golf. Yeah. Uh, I did golf too, and yeah. I thought- That's quite good. I thought I'd rather read a book. Oh, I quite liked it. I was just, I was very impressed by it. I mean, I, I was, I was quite so good So we could get you one for Christmas? Um, no. Your next birthday? When's that no, coming up? No, it's March. <laughs> I've got one before then. Have you? Yeah. yeah but yours, was it 67 now? I'm coming up to 40. 40. Yeah, yeah in my dreams. Johnny's got, I've never been invited back to Johnny's place, and Johnny apparently has got a, a bar set up in the garage. Uh, well, he used to have... That's right, and they've got a dartboard in the garage. It's very Essex. Very Essex. It's not my sort of thing at all, but I mean, I have to fit in. Yeah. You know, so There's a joke about dartboards. There is a Essex, joke about but we're dartboards. Not say I know, and we won't. I'm, gonna now t I'm now going to take the, the conversation upmarket and tell you what I'm going to talk about in my Good show. Good Lord. I'm going to be talking to John Redwood, Conservative MP, oh, about right. the latest bailout of the banks. Yes. I think it's going to cost each listener of LBC so far £300. If it all goes horribly wrong, 16000 each of us. Each. Yes. £16,000. Have you checked on your investments as a matter of interest since we sort of hit this recession? Yes. Or have you just tried to put it to one side? Um, I had money in premium bonds, I've got rid of all of them. Oh, because right, they're okay. not worth having. No, I mean, I've, I've often said premium bonds are not worth having. Well, they're particularly not worth having, because the lower the interest rate, the, the fewer the prizes. Yes, and also, they're only worth what you paid from years ago, you don't make any money no. on them. And you need, I'm told, £20,000 worth to actually have any impact. Yeah, and then so. you, you were, before interest rates were cut, it, were cut, it was about 4.5% return yes. tax-free yes. but no i've got rid of them so uh i'm also talking about obama obviously right and i'm also talking to kirsty walker from the mail who you know oh yes her and her husband are forming an orchestra oh how lovely they formed it how lovely in the east end oh. of london oh and there's I'm a great film concert. years ago and it starred kenneth williams and it's something like 
blowing down the wind or blowing in the wind. And it's Kenneth plays a schoolmaster. It's never been out on video or DVD. You can't get hold of this blooming thing for love nor money. And it's such a good film. And he's, he's, he gets an orchestra together. But my favourite is uh, Mr Holland's Opus. Is it Mr Holland's Opus? With Richard Dreyfus with an orchestra. That's a really good film. If you really want a, a weepy film about a school orchestra, that's it. He's um, about to open in the um, West End, isn't he, Richard? No, is it? Might be the second time he's tried it. He didn't manage last it's, time. It's delayed. Oh, is For it? extra rehearsal time. What does that mean? That means that they're having problems. I mean, he was supposed to have gone into the pro- into the producer. Couldn't dance. Couldn't dance or sing. And or he, sing. Yes. And as the producers is about singing and dancing, he was going to be Max... Yes, yes. Um, fabulous show. Oh, I love the show, yeah. three times. Actually, there's really good shows. Have you seen Kaja Fall? Not yet. Go I've see. got tickets. Go I've got see. tickets for Oliver. Yes, Oliver, very good. I saw Oliver when it was in last time round, I so I'm not... That was a Sam Mendes production. Yes, very good. Very, very good. nice. You know, now it's got Jodie, Jodie Pranger in it, and it's, it's fine, and Who's Ron she? Atkinson. She was the one who won the Nancy competition on the television. I didn't watch it. Did you enter that one? Bye-bye. No, I didn't, actually. No, I, I went in for the other one. A cutting little remark there, isn't it? Try not to limp as you go out the studio, OK? Because you will be later. <laughs> anyway, Andrew Pierce is with you after the news at uh, 11 this morning. <laughs> uh, David and Hillington, oh, we've got no more time for any more of your uh, technical questions. And believe you me, between you and me, I have got no idea on on how to sort out some of your problems because some of them are completely way over my head i'm afraid way over my head but it's fascinating that um that you've got so many problems with these things i mean i must have been touch wood i must be really lucky with my computer because i haven't had anything major go wrong as far as i know as far as i know uh reading today says brian in the Sunday Mirror, it says, Naughty boy George is dreading jail, fearing he'll be set upon by other inmates. Apparently, George seriously believed he wouldn't be sent down. Shows yet again, irrespective of one's celebrity status, no one is above the law, i.e. using chains on a male escort as a revenge for spurned sexual approaches. Although, to be honest with you, Brian, that's what I thought male escorts were. I thought they were prostitutes. I don't actually see why one would then complain, because he was tied up. You know, I mean, call me old-fashioned, but I thought that was the whole idea. You pay these people for a particular service, and then they complain about it afterwards. Make any sense, does it? Uh, Dan says, back to work tomorrow. Good grief, it's not been that long off, has it? Must be the only one who's going back to work for the rest. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Many people also saying, and confirming what I said before, that if you don't want to get your cards cloned, don't use them at garages, and don't use them in restaurants where the card disappears. Only, only, only ever use your credit cards and debit cards in restaurants where they bring you the machine. Don't ever try it any other way, because if the card disappears, it's illegal. I get really angry if somebody tries to touch my card. I say, no, you put the machine on the counter. And they look at me like I'm stupid. They tried it, if you remember, about uh, six to nine months ago in Gant, in Richmond. And the bloke went to take my card and went, "Uh, no, you give me the machine. I thought, you know, I'm not having you disappearing behind the counter, thank you very much. I'm sure it's all terribly honest, but at the same time, that's how cards get cloned. So you've got to be very, very, good grief, very, very careful. Um, Let's try and find... uh, We've got so many of your techie questions, I'm afraid. Victoria says, I saw a shoplifter remove a basket of red meats from M&S late yesterday. He walked out cool as a cucumber. The security guard has just gone on his break. They should at least have a member of staff on the door with a phone as a deterrent. It's hardly worth bothering, believe it or not, but people do walk out. I mean, I just find it absolutely amazing, and it just just really drives me to distraction, I'm afraid. Uh, 84850. God, I've never seen so many techie questions coming in. So many techie questions, but we'll have to do them again next week. 
Steve, all these upgrades make me sick. Molly says, at least you give me such a laugh. Uh, how do you back up a PC? God, blimey, all these questions are going to have to come up next week on the uh, the programme. Peg and Kent, hello. Uh, recommending a hard drive? Loads. Loads. Uh, Henny says, use a garage with pump, uh, pay at pump facility to avoid, avoid the cloning. I use cash. I use cash. It's so much easier. Naomi says, why can't Daryl stay longer? Because he can't. Uh, he's got other things to do. Uh, the film is called Raising the Wind. Thank you very much indeed, Viv. Uh, with James Robertson Justice and many others. Brilliant film. You can't get it, can you? If anybody's got a copy of it that they can uh, send in, I'd be more than happy to have it, because I absolutely, absolutely love the film. And I only remember seeing it on television ages ago, but I've come to the conclusion, if you mention films on this programme, either Channel 4 or somebody like that uh, tend to put them on in the afternoon. So w- one minute you'll be sitting there and a film will come on I think, I only talked about this a short while ago, and it's it's because somebody has heard it and they thought, I'll tell you what we'll do, that film sounds quite good. So if anybody listening at Channel 4 or 5 or anything like that, can you please put on Raising the Wind? Because it's it's a great film. It's got Kenny Williams in it. I can't even tell you the story. I've got no idea what the storyline is. I just know it's an orchestra. And I can just tell you that Kenneth Williams uh, has... Um, I sort of got a part in it. I'll get that checked out, actually, Linda. I'll get the producer to check that out. Gary, can you check that out at the top, that one there? Uh, Sue in Stoke Newington says, I thought Richard Dreyfus was dead. No, definitely not. No, he's, he's very much alive. Very much alive and uh, looking forward to coming into the West End. I say looking forward to coming into the West End because uh, the last time wasn't such a, a particularly good experience for anybody. And so he was replaced. I can't remember who the Dickens he was replaced by. Mail on Sunday give you a, a Lennon free CD which has got everything. Now, I don't know where these tracks are taken from, because it's got Imagine, Jealous Guy, Give Peace a Chance, Power to the People, Slipping and Sliding, Nobody Tell Me Grow Old With Me. I don't know if they're original recordings or if they're uh, recordings taken from live live concerts and things like that. The estranged wife of Marco Pierre White has handed her diamond ring to the solicitor after running up almost a million pounds in legal bills. My golly, I tell you, the only people who, who benefit on these things are, in fact, the uh, the lawyers, aren't they? Every penny she had, she's spending on solicitors. Up a million pounds in legal bills. Good grief. Is that possible to run it up? And the answer is, it obviously is yes. And BBC newsreaders, famed for their unflappable composure, BBC Three's 60-second news bulletin on Thursday night, presented by Tamsin Lucia Khan. She, unfortunately, was very unprofessional and uh, termed up, and uh, she hadn't realised she was on air, so uh, very much the amateur newsreader, and uh, started... <sighs> and, of course, there is one thing you cannot do, and I know because I've done it myself, is read if you can't breathe. And I know it sounds uh, patently obvious, but believe you me, I remember years ago when uh, I was reading the news on LBC, and the news desk said, I'll, I'll bring it through, go through, go through, I'll bring it through. So I sat down, he put it in front of me, and the one thing you don't want to see is is a copy story for the first one. What you want is a very short byline, and then you need a cut into the reporter's report. And unfortunately, on this particular day, the first three stories were all copy. I could not breathe. I couldn't breathe at all. And I did exactly what she did. The trouble is, it, it, does, it does come down to unprofessional. You know, she should have known what time that bulletin was on, and she should have made sure that, uh, that she was there in plenty of time. Unfortunately, some people uh, don't consider it. They just go, oh, oh, I'll run in now. You cannot read 
at all. You cannot read. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Gant of Richmond. You'll be hearing from our lawyers. Fantastic. I think so, too. I think so, too. Disgraceful service. Disgraceful. Uh, Adam says, you mentioned uh, Richard Dreyfus, uh, who's apparently being criticised for needing to be fed his lines with an earpiece. I don't think we mentioned that, is he? I'm fascinated by that one, though. I want to know whatever happened to former EastEnder Matt D'Angelo who was announced as going into Chicago as Billy, F- Billy Flynn. The boy said himself he couldn't sing. Interesting how nothing more was mentioned about him playing that role. I don't remember that, actually. I do not remember that at all. Ha-ha. <laughs> Interesting. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. The bill of filming on Bermondsey Street, says Mick at Bermondsey Square. Steve, 90% of viruses come from porn sites. Quite simple. Don't want a virus. Don't download porn. I mean, is that where they come from? Porn? Interesting. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Quarter to 11 is the time. Let's check on the state. Look at this. The sun is out. It's absolutely beautiful. And that means that we have to travel with Bill. It's early. It's a little bit early. Doesn't matter. It's is okay. It? Yeah. So it's exactly, exactly quarter to 11. Okay. All right. I won't. Wait, t- wait a minute. I mean, what, what time would you like to do it? <laughs> Quarter to uh, 11, I was told. Look, hey, you're the star of the show. Oh, I am sure. your travel assistant. It is true. Steve Allen. 12 minutes to uh, 11 is uh, the time. Uh, I was going to mention... Oh, yes, quickly I'll do the how low, but also uh, the application for LBC on your iPhone. It had a, it had a few little problems on it. What you have to do, you go to the uh, uh, app store and you type in capital, capital, radio... And once you've got that, you then go on to settings and it says nearby. Click on that and just wait and it will download LBC. So you can have LBC on your iPhone. And if you're following us on Twitter, then uh, we've just posted two pictures, one of Gary and uh, and one of Johnny. So uh, they're both on, on the Twitter page. It's, it's on the Steve Allen Show. You have to search for the Steve Allen Show. and then you f- Is that for the, for the Twitter pictures of you two? Or is that for something else? What am I looking for now? Well, that was something else, was it? I got confused with that one. Uh, very quickly, uh, let me tell you about our Nintendo We Finished at 2pm this afternoon. Got to be quick on this one. It's the How Low Auction. You could win it. The most innovative games console on the market using motion-sensitive remotes to control your on-screen character. Comes with the brilliant Wii Sports, including tennis, bowling and baseball. You'll love it. You will absolutely love it. Lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Get your bids in by 2pm today and you text LBC followed by... Your bid in pence and send it to treble eight two one. So LBC, then your bid in pence and send it to treble eight two one. Uh, the bid will cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Lines close at two p.m. this afternoon. It's the eighteenth. Got to be over sixteen. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Good luck because it's a really, really nice prize and. Uh, it will be just up your street. Great way to start the new year. I see that TV presenters Rich and Judy's offspring. Somebody said, why don't they do Big Brother? Because then they'll know what it's like to have an audience back again. But apparently their 21-year-old daughter, Chloe, has become a presenter on their chat show, New Position. I didn't actually think anybody was watching that anymore. I thought they'd all but disappeared. And Jack, a graduate, is working in digital technology at the James Grant Media, which is the talent agency who represent Richard and Judy. And that's uh, the one that's run by Anthea Turner. Actually, somebody told me Anthea Turner was doing the vagina monologues, apparently, in town. It's all very odd. And uh, to Terence Seabrook, Esquire... Word has reached him that we've been men- mentioning him on the programme. Uh, we'll try to find out about uh, Tony Hart. So, Jenny, thank you for that. As a number of people have told me. Raising the Wind was made by the carry-on team, says John. Very funny. Light Doctor in the House, set in a music academy. Kenny Williams was amusing, especially conducting a speeded-up William Tell overture. Thank you. Uh, 84850, steve at LBC. 
bbc.co.uk. Um, ta, 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 ta. He said it's actually now on TV, The Hustle. Very good too, says Sylvie. So that was uh, Matt D'Angelo. Because they all, they all pop up, up in uh, various programmes. They always say they're going into one thing, and then it turns out that they're not. Um, Nick in Watford says, I have Raising the Wind, and I shall send it to you next week. It was released on video years ago. Can you send it on disc, actually, if you have it, Nick? Because my address is the same for everything else. It's Steve Allen, LBC 97.3, Global Radio, 30... Leicester Square, 30 Leicester Square, London, WC2H7LA. OK, if you can remember that. Actually, I'm sure if you just put down Steve Allen, LBC Radio, Leicester Square, it will find me. The, the post office are quite remarkable when it comes to things like that. Uh, somebody asked you, how do you back up your PC? Says Steve, well, I highly recommend a Cronus products. Try True Image, also a free copy of the previous version, available on the cover disc given away with the March 2009 issue of Personal Computer World. Yours in computing, especially remote support and data recovery. That's Steve Greenwood. Great show. He says, I can't live without you. Good lad. That's what we like to hear. It's what we like to hear, especially on LBC. Actually, the funny thing is, we've actually, um, we've actually got, because he mentioned there the March issue. So we haven't even reached February and already the March issue. <laughs> Steve, my sassy, smart, snippy, gossipy, big-hearted Auntie Pearl passed away several years ago. And I missed her until I started listening to you on LBC about two years ago. You're just like her. It's as if she's in the room with me. She probably is as well, I should imagine. <laughs> uh, Conrad tells me, um, Dobber is slang for, is it? I've never heard of that one, Diane. Never heard of that one. A Dobber. A dobber. A lot of people tell me on Raising the Wind. We found it on IMDb. Uh, IMDb. Thank you, Linda, very much indeed. And um, thank you for that one. So I shall, I shall check that out later. But now I'm going to get my own copy. That's a bit, that's a bit nice, isn't it? Uh, it's Sousa, incidentally. You're, sorry to be pedantic. The pronunciation, says Mike, for Sousa is Sousa. Originally a German company. I have Sousa on my computer. Far more secure than Windows. No viruses. Perfectly good if all you want to do is some internet surfing and some word processing. It has open office, and I urge your listener to stick with Sousa. So there you go. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Other stories in the paper. Uh, Jan in Perivale can't find Tony Burroughs' new album mentioned recently. Try Amazon, type in Tony Burroughs, and it's B-U-R-R-O-W-S. Tony Burroughs on there. Uh, militant druids are out. They're fighting a museum over a skeleton called Charlie that's 4,000 years old. That's a joke. And, uh, what? What? Oh, dear goodness sake. I was more worried about a 4,000-year-old skeleton, and then I suddenly realised he's with you after the news at 11. Sorry. Uh, they claim the boxes of bones need to be buried again. Because I'm another one funny about this kind of thing. Don't ask me why. But I've often thought, you know when they dig people up and, and, and they put bodies in museums? And I'm thinking, well... That's somebody's body. I don't think they would really... They, they, they were buried for a purpose, not to feature in a museum, you know, later in life. But that's how we get museums, and that's why, I suppose, the, uh, the whole thing works as it, uh, as it does. Um, there's, I love the story of the treasure hunter, who has found a fantastic haul of Iron Age gold coins, 824 of them, found in a, in a little pot buried in a field... Uh, they would have had a face value of up to a million pounds in today's money. They date from 40 BC to AD 15, probably minted by predecessors of Bodicea or Boudicca, depending on which pronunciation you go for, uh, Queen of the Iceni of Eastern England. So lots of new information coming out there about East Anglia. Uh, also, Britain's biggest supermarket facing embarrassment after dozens of employees posted... 
Well, it's not pen, it's insulin. <laughs> Look, I mean, if I take the top off, you can have the insulin if you want. Uh, so, Tesco's, they've had loads of people saying about all their uh, customers, and their, their Tesco's uh, store workers saying that the customers smell, they've got spots, they're smelly, stupid, rude and moronic. Dreadful thing about to say. But it only goes back to that woman who was ejected from Tesco, because uh, she did smell. She went in there with her Wellington boots on, because apparently she works on a farm or with horses, and she was dragging manure through the store. So I quite agree. You cannot have that kind of thing there at all, can you? If somebody walks in, oh, no, I'm sorry, it's a food store. Wouldn't have them anywhere else. People today, uh, brave Wendy Richard says, I'm not dying. So that's good news. And your free DVD is either Inspector Morse... Prime Suspect, Darling Buds of May, or Brideshead Revisited. Actually, Brideshead Revisited was very good for the first three or four episodes, and then gradually after they lost Sebastian Flight, I'm afraid the programme lost interest uh, for me. Jonathan Ross has vowed to make a public apology for his obscene phone prank. I don't think so. And there's more stage photographs of uh, Jade Goody. Quite clearly it's going to be, uh, it's going to be an OK feature very shortly. Uh, Eamon Holmes... He's actually going into a television programme to help him lose weight. Unfortunately, of course, had he eaten more at the salad bar, bar it might have been a lot, uh, lot easier. And the UK's oldest swap. And this uh, pink-frocked blonde is the oldest man in Britain to undergo a full sex change at the age of 64. Five years ago, Michael Mason was a married dad of four with 11 grandchildren, but he had dreamt of being a female. And so today, after hormone treatment and seven operations, he's now grandmother Michelle. So now you know, and it's all in the paper today. Incidentally, just checking out, we had to check because a number of people had uh, phoned us to say that they'd heard that Tony Hart had died. And uh, it has been confirmed, Tony Hart, the children's artist and presenter, he was 83. You know, he was the one who had Morph on the television and do, did all the paintings. Do you remember him? Oh, cracking. I remember him very well. He first appeared on Saturday Special as an illustrator, then he had Vision On, Take Heart, heartbeat. He had suffered from uh, health problems for a number of years, including two strokes. He appeared on art programmes for nearly 50 years. He retired in 2001. So Tony Hart, 83, a very, very good innings indeed, and much missed by all the people who, uh, who enjoyed those art programmes. And of course, Vision On. I think it was actually a chance meeting in 1952 when he impressed a BBC producer with what he could do with a paper napkin. I get roughly the same impact round here when I sort of try and impress the management. What I can do with a paper napkin, flowers, roses, twist up, you know, absolutely fantastic things. And no doubt you'll be hearing more of that as I truck my merry little way through the programme this week. That's it for this morning. I hope you get a podcast. In fact, I know you're going to podcast. Uh, so if you go to lbc.co.uk, learn all about podcasting. It's very inexpensive. It'll cost you something like £2 a month, I think, and you can download everything on LBC. And we're sort of, we're really rocketing away with these podcasts. So thank you for that. And thank you for logging onto the blog and having a good laugh at some of the things that we've talked about that you may have missed. So if you miss anything, go to lbc.co.uk. Don't forget to have a go for the How Low for that fabulous Nintendo Wii, which you will thoroughly jump. I'm absolutely frozen to death now. I've suddenly realised how cold it is in the studio. <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking, I don't think I could do another ten minutes in this place. So I'm going to... Oh, you brought your coat, you brought your coat in. How very wise, actually. It is cold, but this is the temperature that Nick Ferrari likes it. Obviously grew up in Iceland or something like that. <laughs> Freezing cold. Have yourself a very, very nice day. I forget where I'm going today. It'll be another London landmark or something like that. And we'll sort out your gadget problems next week. But join me tomorrow morning from five right here on LBC 97.3. After the news, it's Andrew.